When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A troubled boy's harrowing descent into drugs, Satanism, and suicide. This week on the podcast, Jay's Journal by Anonymous, a.k.a. Beatrice Sparks. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Teen Creeps. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Kate. I just dropped the book. Sorry. It's fine. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. Oh, thank you, Nick. Today on the podcast, we are discussing Jay's journal, edited, quote unquote, by Beatrice Sparks. And we have with us writer Nick Weiger. He's written for At Midnight, Comedy Bang Bang. And you may know him from the podcast Doughboys here on Feral Audio. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me. Thank, Thank you, you for so much for doing, doing the show. show. Oh, man. I'm very excited to dig into Jay. I'm, Jay. I was so pleased when this was the book that made the most sense to ask right. you guys to do. Right. And you <laughs> guys mean me, me and Mitch, and then yeah. Mitch bailed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mitch, Mitch was never going to read the book. That no. was just sort of the part of the deal was like, we'll come on the podcast. Mitch will not read the book. I'll read the book. And then Mitch will just be, just react. <laughs> and then, but then it ended up Mitch is, I guess, sick, and so we can't do the show. Yeah. Yeah, he seems legitimately sick. I have no reason to th- doubt that he's sick. But. Sure, sure. But you know what? Take every chance you can to drag your co-host. Yeah. I mean, I love yeah. to do that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, last week, I wasn't here on the podcast because I fucked up, and I was like, oh, it's seven, and I'm in Burbank. <laughs> and uh, we told our guest by text five minutes before record time, mm-hmm. hey, you're a guest co-host. Yeah. Luckily, Omar Najam, God bless. And You're a wonderful soul. Long story short, uh, I've been replaced, and Omar wow. just couldn't make it tonight. All right. <laughs> and now I'm going to take this moment to drag yeah. Omar, my new co-host. <laughs> I mean, you're a real good sport for continuing to yeah. do this. Well, I mean, I recognize excellence right. Right? Mm. when I hear it. And when you heard Jay's journal, you said, hold the phone. I'm I recognize it at, again. <laughs> I'm at Starburns. <laughs> oh. So what was your entry to YA fiction? Did you read any kinds of books like this, like Arl Stein, Christopher Pike. Right. For me point horror. For me I was a uh Beverly Cleary, Judy Bloom, I feel like were nice. kind of my the one the young adult stuff that I was into. I was never really into even though I really like sci fi and fantasy, I was never really into and I know that's a huge genre of that's a huge subset of of young adult fiction. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. always been, but certainly today. Yes. You would know more than me. Yeah. Um but I, I think the I think the only the only ones I dallied in there were like was like a wrinkle in time. Oh my god! Oh, but, so good ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I did. But I but I mostly like the this the the actual sci-fi I would read would just be like not young adult sci-fi. I'd read things like Dune or like Star Wars novels. Oh, so um, good ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Zahn, baby. Um, man could write. But anyway, but so but yeah, I I, re- I do remember reading a lot of like I, I think. Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing and Super Oh my super gosh, fudge. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like those were the, Were those Judy Blooms? Uh, super Fudge? Maybe they weren't. Super Maybe. Fudge, or, I um, think, was Judy Bloom. We're going to, well, there's no way to know. <laughs> and <laughs> none of us have. We're just going to have to wait us. for someone uh, to angrily oh. tweet at us. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, those are the ones that I remember. I remember I was into, oh, there was a witch book too. I was really into, there was, what the hell was it? The Witch in Grade Six? 
Do you that ever, sounds familiar. That I feel book? like somebody was just talking about that. I think I like The Witch in Grade 6 because the author like came to our elementary school nice. and oh. was like, oh, this is this new book. It was either the author or representative for the publishing company. and <laughs> some kind of Yeah, suit. exactly. <laughs> Whoa, they sent a suit to an elementary school? <laughs> but I remember being, I was like very excited and then I read it. I was like, oh, this is this is a lot of fun, even though I can't remember it at all at, at, at this point in my life. And then I also remember uh, Rolled Doll. I, was, oh, I, yeah. was, mm-hmm. I read a lot of Rolled Doll. But yeah, I mean, I was never really necessarily a voracious reader as a kid. I've all, I was I was more of a of a gamer in terms mm. of my in terms of the spare time that I had. I was playing PC games or playing games on the Nintendo Entertainment System later SNES. So, mm-hmm. but the 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 books that I did read were often like things that I would just like learn about prescribed in class or you know just a handful of books that I that I hear my classmates reading or you know a, if an author came to the school. In that one very specific instance, <laughs> or if the lawyer of an office right, yeah. came to school <laughs> to represent said lawyer, his former author. manager shows up. Yeah. Um, it might have just been a conference call. He just, he might have just, yeah, called, <laughs> called in. And unfortunately for you, Beatrice Sparks' accountant did not show up to your school oh, right. man. to plug the book. Yeah, ugh. So Jay's journal for those of you who didn't listen to our "Go Ask Alice" episode or not familiar with it altogether, Doctor Doctor. Beatrice Sparks, mm-hmm. uh, renowned Mormonist, uh, she she claimed to find teenagers' journals, said that they were, you know, by real teenagers and would publish them. This one, so I read Go Ask Alice as a teenager. Were okay. you aware of Go Ask Alice? I learned Nick? of it from PFT stand-up. There was the, okay. he, he has that oh, stand-up bit about Go Ask somebody Alice. Somebody just tweeted this at it's, us. It's a very funny chunk on on one of his albums. Yeah. I think I think the album is called is named after a passage from Go Ask Alice Freak Wharf. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so, but yeah, he's got a very he's got a very funny chunk on it. So that's where I learned about the, this book's existence. But apparently, it was a pretty widely read thing. I don't. I, what era huge. did it come out? Um, in? It was in the seventies. Seventies. Okay. But like. I read it as like a tween. I read it in sixth grade, probably. Yeah. And it scared yeah. the shit out of me. Oh, so you were legitimately like freaked yeah. out by it. Most yeah. everybody we've talked to who read it thought it was real. Wow. And were freaked by it. So, so this is like a proto Blair Witch sort of thing. Yes. Go and ask Alice. No. She was just a drug addict. There oh, is okay. a fantastic scene, though, where she recounts how she uh, went crazy on an acid peanut. Locked herself in a closet and started oh, yeah. stripping ho- away her skin. Jesus, and yeah. got institutionalized. Yeah, made the fuck up. Not real. <laughs> Not a yeah. real thing that happened. I forgot but about that. It did scare me. It did scare me too. And I remember thinking, like, oh gosh, this could happen to me. So it did work as mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. really just over like beating a dead horse Scared morality straight. tale. Yeah, <laughs> it, like being in did. a hell house. Yeah, right. So, because because for me, not knowing, having a peripheral knowledge of of Go Ask Alice and going into to so going in semi cold with just a little bit of knowledge into Jay's journal, I was expecting, like I wasn't sure if if it was just the male version of Go Ask Alice, but it sounds like what you're just dis- what you're describing is that, that that all the occult elements, which is a huge part of Jay's journal, is yeah. is something new for this. Yeah, narrative. that is specific. To Jay's journal. Like, Alice's journey is that she got addicted to drugs, right. uh, sold her body for drugs, mm-hmm. and died of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> this cause of death, 
drugs. drugs. <laughs> the, this book definitely like brought such a which is weird because it was written in the 70s, but I was feeling that like 90s, like satanic panic shit happening. Right. And it was yeah. so like Paradise Lost. Like, and here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know how you can read this book and think it's fucking real. I don't know. How because, can you read this right, goddamn book that and think it's the real? the revelation for me in reading this is that Beatrice Sparks thinks that witchcraft is real. Right. I was so... I consistently wrote down, <laughs> so fucking is this funny. really happening? Yeah. Because I was like, is it happening? Because if so, it, then witchcraft is real and he should be <laughs> doing it. Like, what? why should he not be doing witchcraft? Right. If you really can't, if you can, like, develop the ability to control people's minds and levitate small yeah. objects. Like, Over just, the like, phone. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty remarkable. But, yeah, for me, there, there's kind of two layers of what makes it uh, unbelievable. And one is just the fantastical things that are happening. But the other is that the author Beatrix, what's her name? Beatrice, Beatrice Sparks. Beatrice Sparks, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, the author Beatrice, <laughs> Beatrice Sparks does not really know, I, I feel like, how to capture the voice of a teenage boy in terms no. of the first person nope. narrative. Like, <laughs> no. it doesn't really feel like it's, these are words that would come out of a troubled teen in no. the 70s. Every time he likes something, it's really neat. Yeah. It's so neat. Well, Isn't golly it? gee. His dad is so neat. My dad is just an ethical Christ-like figure, and I should really just <laughs> appreciate oh, him. Oh, right. Before someone beats me to it, <laughs> sure. can we talk about how every time he mentions his mom, he talks about how good her bread is? Oh, my God. He yes. loves his mom's bread. That, here's <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. She's chubby, and she makes great bread. Right. Mom Those are the bread. things. There's kind, of a, there's kind of an opposite. This is This is very early on in the book. There's kind of an opposite Save the Cat. Save the Cat being sort of the, the modern screenwriting cliche where you depict a hero, uh, the hero of the character, especially if he's like an anti-hero, doing something relatable and, and friendly uh, to get him on the side of the audience or to get the audience to root for him. The classic exa- the example being that, oh, you see him rescue a cat or something like that. There's an opposite of this. Early on, <laughs> Jay says this. He's, he's talking about his mother. Oh, mom, oh. you're such a fat, gross-out loser. What do you know about love? Fat hog? Yeah. The no. cruelest thing you could say yeah. about He's your mother. He's a little mother. shit. And yeah. also, like, for seemingly, and, and I think this is the issue with Beatrice Sparks and how she fails to capture what it is like to be a teenager. Right. For no reason. Yeah. His parents are perfectly fine. And in fact, are very forgiving, l- love him very much. Right. That was the case in Go Ask Alice as well. Where it's just it's like, like, well, gee. Immediate just talk to your parents. Yeah. Right. When it's like. This. Well, gee, just talk to your deacon or whatever. Oh, the fuck. God. Bishop? Is that well, what there were bishop, deacon. Yeah. He wanted to be a deacon. Because it's specifically. But talk to the bishop. They are Mormon. They're not just Christian. They are Mormon. Are they? Because there are yeah. deacons in Catholicism, too. Uh, I was just calling that out. They're oh, Mormon. <laughs> in here? Yeah. In Jay's journal, they are Mormon. Does that Good explain the Judas thing that he's always saying? Because okay. he, doesn't, he doesn't say Christ. He like he I don't says know. Judas. Or maybe it's he thought... doesn't want to take his name in vain. I think that's what that it is. That was my that's, assumption. That, that's oh. what I but I don't know if that's like specifically a Church of Latter Day uh, Saints sort of thing. So what I, I thought it was, so. what I thought okay. it was, was to show that he was like kind of bad. Because like you know how right. people instead of saying like oh Jesus Christ, which is like I don't know, like a a figure that you would admire, I guess. Mm-hmm. He then says Judas, which is like. Oh, can't you be- can you believe that I'm using right. that instead of saying Jesus? I think it is his version of going cheese and crackers. What a party! Yeah, it's like a sub- um, a substitute. That's how I read it. Yeah, Did it you- reminds me of my mom. My mom would say "he double hockey sticks" oh, instead yeah. of hell. <laughs> yeah. Did Did I don't you guys? Think I've ever 
No, AG it's somebody who actually did that. Oh, I knew kids <laughs> in, in elementary school that would say that. <laughs> I also remember uh, I had cousins that grew up in Montana, and one of my cousins would say, you're going to Helena, instead of you're going to hell, which is a very... You mm. still said it, kid. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah, you did. You could have just stopped after. Yeah. Uh. Um, <laughs> did you guys read the introduction? Yes. yes. So that's kind of the, th- it's kind of a Lolita. It's a, it's like the <laughs> Nabokov yeah. starts Lolita with this kind of like prologue that tells you that the main character dies, right? It mm-hmm. just sort of, it just sort of sp- uh, spells it out there immediately. It's like, okay, this is the, the title character is going to be dead by the end of this. And so it becomes like, okay, how did that end up happening? And uh, so, yeah, you know, the J is, is not long for this world, but I, I what, what's was there something specific you wanted to touch on in that? Well, so you know how we were saying that she fails to capture the voice of miserably a child right. or a teenager. She also doesn't bother to try and make her own voice in writing the introduction any different from how right. she yeah. sounds. Right. Yeah, yeah, because she's like, okay, she literally right. I was embarrassed for her throughout this entire book, <laughs> but she writes. I was just pissed. In it, when she was talking about all of the um, interviewing of the Satan. Satanist children. Yeah. She says, their obvious and abject terror was contagiously and hauntingly real. I wanted out and I wasn't even in. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, lady. Which is exactly Which is what how he Jay says. Sounds. Right. Yeah. Um, so Jay starts the book off. Yes. He's, he's, uh, he's a malcontent already, mm-hmm. but he's still a pretty. do well. Yeah. He's, he's trying to be holding Caulfield. Sure. Failing miserably. But he's still a bad poet. He starts off a bad poet. He ends a bad poet. But the first poem that he puts in here, I think. So he's like, well, I'm such a badass. But then the poem that we read is, golly gee, I'm glad I meet. There's no one else I'd rather be. I smile on every bird and tree. Life is a ball. I'm in love with me. And music is great, too. I hated him. (laughs) I hated him so much. Every poem was so inane. It should be noted, just to, so that you, the listener, if you haven't heard our Go Ask Alice uh, episode, which we do kind of touch on on this book, so that you can know the extent of how shitty this book is. Um, <laughs> so Beatrice Sparks, as she states in the introduction, was approached by the mother of this child. Yeah. She was given 268 pages of this kid's diary. Right. She used 12 of them, made all of the rest of it up. He was never into, like, the occult or the O, as we should call it, um, or any of the Satanist <laughs> shit. And then the family was terrorized so much after this book oh, was released up, yeah. that they had to move away because their house was being vandalized. His grave was Jesus. vandalized. This whole thing, like, she begged, like, please don't publish this. And Beatrice Sparks was like, this will help children. It, Wait, so, so this was a real kid. Yeah. And so she just, this was all mostly invented. I assume that the kid himself was invented. This no, is even he was, worse. That's he was just, terrible. he struggled with depression. Yeah. Right. And killed himself. And then she also didn't disguise his identity well enough that right. everybody knew what who it was right yes because they were in utah yeah yeah it wasn't just i mean and they specifically say in this article i found it's like church of latter-day saints lds um what a way to further ostracize the children with depression by the way (laughs) yes sorry what were you saying let's take this young kid who struggled with depression who was a liberal in a town full of conservatives right Mm -hmm. which is actually what the journal said and it's like because he was somewhat disenchanted by the Vietnam War and started to like really care about the environment and was struggling with his place 
in Utah and got depressed and killed himself. And she likened that to Satanism. Yes. He yeah. was like into Hinduism and she was like, Satan. Well, <laughs> I literally wrote out. I literally wrote down so the gateway drug to Satanism is meditation. Yeah. Cause it's literally like Pete. Oh God. Oh Pete. Pete. The child rapist. The child rapist. The gateway into the O, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, that's a big I mean, that's a just a big thing they drop like very casually. In like a sentence. Yeah. He finds out on the phone. The that dude out in a letter. Yeah. Oh right, it's in a letter because they won't talk to him. Even say it over the phone. I I had no idea where Jay was or what he was doing half the time, and I did. Normally, I'll go back and be like, "Wait, what the fuck is happening?" I was so <laughs> enraged by this book that I was like, "I don't fucking care. I right. don't care what this kid is dealing with. I don't care. I don't care." <sighs> Because suddenly I, he's in Las Vegas and then he's like in an institution and then he's working a construction job. He yeah. just has, he's like just bouncing all over yeah. the place. Yeah. Dude, the geography is very hard to track. She could not decide right. yeah. what she wanted to happen in this kid's life. On the, so the, her inventing things, mm-hmm. it's actually even worse. It's not just that she omitted things. It's that there wasn't that much to take from it. And she took what there was, the 12 pages, and she made like a 220 page book. The book she was given was like 78 pages. So it's not even just that she shoved most of it aside. She invented way more than there ever was. Well, because there was never a... Yeah, like content-wise, he he had nothing to do with the occult. The cult was a complete invention. Well, and also like the thing that... Um, that embarrassed me probably the most in this book was the occult discussion because it was the poems were really embarrassing too (laughs) but it was like it was so obvious that this person had no idea about i mean maybe it's because i very recently watched paradise lost but it reminded me of like people that were on the stand that were like well you know uh, uh, wicca is a is a is a evil uh, witchcraft and uh you know upside down pentagrams and then they're like well okay the kid did it (laughs) So it like it made me think of that. It was very right. She was like she was like DMing a D and D campaign and just mi- sort of making shit yes. up as she went. Yeah, it, it was. It's just so. It's like, like a homebrew. It, it really is. Even... Yeah, <laughs> it, it's very. I, I mean, like because it, it jumps from yeah, like meditation, and then they're levitating objects, and then there's some ESP elements, and then there's there's also voodoo is another mm-hmm. part, and then there's yeah. some, there's some sort of. They're using some sort of fetishes or something. There's there's like uh, zombie orgies, mm-hmm. and then they're mutilating cattle eventually. And, just yeah, and killing kittens, their blood, like right. oh, bathing like in the blood of cups of this yeah. cat of this cow's blood as it is spurting out of the cow. That yeah. can't you can't. I don't. I meant to look this up, but right. you can't survive that, right? You can't just drink blood straight out of a cow. I mean, I think you can. Fine. I think you can, but you will like maybe get mad cow or like mm. get sick. Like you'll yeah, certainly get like food poisoning, or you'll m- get mysteriously struck in the temple walking down the street later. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I had so many questions. Okay, okay, about how they knew the bumpers struck okay. them in the temple? Okay. It's a what the fuck bumper? You get T-boned by a car <laughs> right. and the bumper hits you in the temple and they're able to determine that. That was so fucking like, stupid. Your head would be gone. Yeah. No, your head would be gone. Your head would be on the on the side mirror. It's the reason that that seems so particularly stupid and invented is because at this ceremony, all the kids, when they go up and they pledge their souls to Satan, 
uh, they each touch their finger to their right temple. Right. So then when everyone's dying, it supposedly all hits them on the right temple. And Jay, like, murdered himself by putting a gun to his right temple. So I stupid. Just also, like, the fact, and this was the same thing in Go Ask Alice, which was, like, every, literally everyone is on drugs, pushing drugs. Right. Here, everyone is a Satanist, and they're all pushing like there it's a liter, it's like a missionary style of satanism which is so it's it's so obvious that she's like looking at this through the lens of christianity yeah cuz she even like the like sacrament that they say which is like uh our our father who oh are God, in hell hallowed right. so hard it's literally <laughs> just replacing heaven with hell and i'm like do you even what? fucking know? Like, maybe it's because I follow the Church of Satan on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> but I know that they don't consider like like Satan as a figure, right? And hell is like a construct of Christianity. It's not in the religion of Satanism. So it was like, it was just really embarrassing. It's so it's basic. Like, it's like something that would be like the the prayer that they throw in there would be like the the spoken word prologue on like a Rob Zombie like deep cut. <laughs> Like yes. This, like, this is the Dark Lord's prayer. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 here's what I would say about Jay. Aside from the occult stuff and all the drug use, why was he like? Why was he even into all to, to Satan? And why did he even feel like he had to pursue the Dark Lord when he was fucking so much? Yeah. He was fucking. He was having his dick so constantly, and he was like, he was having to like just. The floors were wet all around him. He was having to, like, get a Zamboni in front of him so he could, like, walk. They're, like, women were just right. running was at him. Slide. It was <laughs> just never ending. It was, I mean, this guy could not, every girl he met wanted to fuck him. Yeah. And it, did fuck him. And it's and it's like he's, and he, he's doing all this fucking, and there's just, there's so much fucking that happens. And then, like, 75% of the way into the book, it's like, I'm about to start high school. It's like, this is all before no, high school? I was shocked. And he's also like, they kept being- Hooray, I'm 16. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, about to drive a car. And I remember thinking like, like- You've been institutionalized. Yes. You had a shit ton of sex already. <laughs> and you, you've kicked drugs. You, you, and now you're like, man, I can't wait to get a car. Well, it was. It, it's the same thing that happened a lot in Go Ask Alice. There were so many like similarities in, in Go structure. Ask Alice, she goes from- not using drugs to selling drugs LSD. to nine year olds mm. in two months. Yeah. Wow. And so like this that. was really similar where it was like every time he'd be like, Well, golly gee, my birthday's in a week. I was like, wait, how much time has passed? And then like I would go back and be like, What the fuck? It's been like a week? Yeah. Like it was crazy. Um and another thing I was noticing about a a similar thing um that he, to go ask Alice was also going from having a ton of sex. Mm-hmm. And then being like, I'm reformed. I'm not going to have sex anymore. Right. And then wanting strict parents because it makes you feel safe. And this, so this was blowing my mind throughout the book, is how obvious it is that Beatrice Sparks views females as just straight up Eve. Right. Oh, just absolutely. Temptress. Up, like temptresses. Yes. Like, Absolutely. They are the original sin. Right. Blah, blah, blah. These foul succubi who exactly. are just like, they're just crawling all over. I think there's a part where he's talking about like, like his friend was in the backseat of a car yes. and had to like beat the woman off yeah. of him because yeah. he was trying to have sex with him and, so aggressively. And he specifically, he's like, she was a real octopus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Hands were everywhere. Yeah. It's like, 
But what is the source of that? Is she like, I wonder, is she just like a deeply, is the author just like a deeply religious person, maybe with sons? And she's, I, I'm just trying, I was just trying to figure that, out the psychology of it. I, and she's like, I don't know if she up? has I think children. she never had children, but and that's why she's so, so terrible. Right. But I think there is, their there definitely is like this, this hatred of like young women in these books. Yeah, they're dirty when they're she, like yeah no they are yeah they are Harry's dirty mom. and the thing is because i really want i mean we're, we're we're touching on it how he treats debbie the first girl right is so weird first of all he literally says one of the reasons why he likes her is that debbie is a dumbass little blonde <laughs> and she's and so stupid makes him feel macho yeah right. he's so macho and the thing that really like fucked me up about this was that they uh, they Beatrice keeps painting Debbie as like this person that's like tainting Jay. Like she's like presenting this temptation. Yeah, she's she's using around. drugs. Except he fucking keeps her high so that she stays with him. Right. Yeah. Like he makes it so that she can't leave. I was like, he's, he is a villain. He is trading out pain pills. Oh my god! And putting what was it like evaporated milk? Evaporated milk in his, da- his dad's them. pharmacy. He's ruining yeah. his dad's pharmaceutical business. So he, that he can make money selling drugs. That was also entirely made up. That right. No, that was crazy. Didn't happen. Nothing like that happened. It was His so brother, fucking fake. Scott wrote a book to counteract yeah. this called uh, "A Place in the Sun." A sun yeah. Um, and it's like the real story of Jay's journal. It's just like, dude, Something my brother like was that. like really depressed, and, and he, he actually he he lays out the actual journal. Right. So he compares a page of that to a page that she wrote. Um, this person's a monster. I hate her. Yeah. Here's on Debbie real quick. This is a a passage I highlighted. Dated March 7th. Freedom. Debbie and I were like two little kids afraid life would run off without us. Her mom was at her aunt's who is sick, so we cut school and had the whole house to ourselves. Man, do we ever make use of every room and every bed in it. That How is many rooms so... at bed? Okay, so like three, three like beds. Three is that it? We fucked in mom and dad's room. <laughs> we fucked in my little brother's room. <laughs> we, we fucked in the guest bedroom. Yeah. We, we fucked, fucked in the, the... the pull out couch. Yeah. <laughs> we fucked on that bathroom bedroom. <laughs> we fucked in the cot we keep in the closet. <laughs> like I... easily 12 beds in that right. paragraph. I mean, it was just. It was. I know I keep using the word embarrassing, but that is the feeling. Like, I felt enraged right. and embarrassed the whole time. It just, it on every page, she is showing her ignorance and fear mm-hmm. of anything to do with sex or even, like, light liberalism. Right. Even yes. just the lightest touch. Or or any sort of, like, substance use at all. Like, it just, just you know, I, I, and I imagine that might have some... Uh, some sourcing and and being someone from LDS as well. Yeah, it's just that's like heavy just, Mormon. Just everything is just any any substance that you possibly have. They're all equally bad. Yeah, alcohol and pot and PCP and caffeine and caffeine. Yeah, everything <laughs> that everything that you could possibly put in your body that's not just straight up uh, calories Milk. is yeah is is horrible for you. Uh, here was a can we talk can we talk about the trio a little bit? This is yep. Oh, I would is, love to. Yep. Uh, sure. Jay and his friends Brad and Dell, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think that he. Are you These, talking about his ode, his ode to the trio? Or well, whatnot? his his ode to the trio, uh, it comes at some point. I, I have one specific thing about the trio. This this comes from when he's missing. He's uh he's I think he's at some sort of facility. Oh right, he's at the boys mm-hmm. reform. He's at the boys reform school, and so he misses his friends, the trio. Judas, how I miss Brad and Dell. And he he writes this: the joys of the trio. Yep. When we were in Boy Scouts, <laughs> the patrol we organized was called the Boner Boys Patrol. <laughs> 
I referring took a to an of erection, this. of course. This is <laughs> this may sound perverted, but we were indeed quite horny. <laughs> I hate that. Feel free to read that entire I passage. I hate that. I was that. going to. It was I definitely when I said, "Oh, his ode to the trio." That is exactly what yeah. I was talking about, oh. and I was going to read the whole fucking thing because every second of it is insane. Like he ends on on saying that they like. They started a revolution in like the purest sense of the word. Right. Or wh- I don't even understand. I, it's it, you know it has like something to do with the because they're they were Boy Scouts and the idea that they're like do they're the Boner Boys Patrol in the Scouts. So we're we're you know we're fucking up this organization yeah, was, that is so they pure. were like usurping the right. the purity of the Boy Scouts perverting a nice organization such as the Boy Scouts of America was quite an accomplishment, even though we weren't trying to do anything but be ourselves. We didn't realize we were revolutionaries, but we were. It was just like, what? And I know that like I sometimes too much assign the voice of like a kid detective to the narrator, but this sounds like, like, well, gee, let me tell you about uh, the Boner Patrol because uh, we were horny indeed. Like, meaning an erection, of course. Right. I was like, oh, God. Anyway, this was the beginning of our anti-institution campaign. <laughs> but enough about that. Back to Pete. Like a cobra, I'm a mongoose. Or am I the other? I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, like, what is going on? And there was also that weird homophobia with Pete. Oh, for sure. But then, of course, he was right because Pete ended up being a rapist. And it was just like, what the fuck is yeah, going on in this like book? like a hot second where Jay was like, am I in love with Pete? Yeah, it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> There's something different about him. Different and fascinating. I feel like a cobra with a mongoose. I just don't know which of us is which. I feel Pete is drawn to me as I am to him, but I don't know why. He's a gorgeous, slick, slim, trim jock (laughs) and different somehow than the rest of the teachers. But I don't know. I hope he's not some crazy fairy fruit. It's scary, but it's exciting. Yeah, you're in love with him. Yeah, like you're in love with him. Just accept that and you'll be so much happier. I to me, this 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 had and, you know, it's all it's all meant to scare kids. So I'm sure it all comes from the same place. But this reminded me of when I was in. Either Dare or we, there was a ripoff program at my school district called Sane that it may have been insane. <laughs> it may, this may have been a sane police officer. Sane? Yeah. Oh, man. Sane yeah. It officer. was really pathetic. That it's there was... founded by Beatrice Sparks. Right, yeah. But we had, but someone came from Dare or Sane, and, and the story he told us was about a guy. It was like about a kid who like started drinking alcohol and then he tried drugs and then he got arrested for drugs. He went to jail. Um, he became a homosexual, mm-hmm. and then he got AIDS. And it's just like it's all like conflated into the Ugh. this I, this one thing of like, okay, you, if you stray just a little bit off of the path, the straight and narrow, every bad thing that you can possibly imagine is going to happen to you in rough succession. Yep. Well, yeah, and in this book, it, it's so... and also like consi- con- like including that they're saying that being gay is bad. Within yeah, that. oh yeah, that they're saying like this is one of the consequences you can it's face. It's one of the drugs. It's like a punishment. Right. Yeah. yeah, and also it's like. There is such a like preaching of conformity in this book. Like there is a part and I took a picture of it of where he's like listing his bad qualities and like things he wants to change. And one of them is too much individualism. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yep. what? Yeah. I, t- I definitely took a photo of that page. By the way, I took 56 You're photos. You're insane. <laughs> I didn't realize it. But every time something insane would happen, I'd be like, well, I got to take a photo of that. But one of the thoughts I had 
just now while we were talking is is in line with like, well, if you try this, like there's no stopping. You can't stop yourself. Yeah. You think that you're strong enough to stop yourself just like Jay thought he was strong enough, but you're not. So the actual gateway drug is Debbie. Yeah. yeah. It's a woman. Yeah. yeah. It's a. Oh, because well, every time it's just, Debbie and then yeah. it's Tina. And it's like every single like he's fine until he meets these girls. Right. Yeah. Except for that weird part where he goes to Vegas and then for, his friend Dell is like super oh, into. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you guys remember Barry? Oh, yeah. Barry. Poor, poor Barry. Barry. Wait, which one was Barry again? The one she who got fat over the, the summer. She oh, was the, and God. Got, that was yes. so mean. What an asshole. And he was so like, mean. Oh, and she has a mongoloid sister. And he was oh, like, but you I'm know starting so to like. I have a, So you have an old version. It, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I had the original They just version. say downs in the, they uh, in the language. In mine, they call her a mongoloid. Horrible. Fucking awful. I wonder what other uh, things escape their radar. He says in that later entry when she's gotten fat, he says, She's gotten so fat, she's starting to look like her mongoloid sister. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, so shit. Holy he just awful. says look shit. like her sister, but it's still fucked up. It's so fucked up. And he talks about how he'd be embarrassed to go to the mall with Barry and her sister. Even though he likes her so much. Yeah. Ugh. And he's so being he's being so fucking self-congratulatory when he's like, oh, I yeah. guess I'm starting to look at her like a person. And it's like, oh, yeah, she is a fucking person. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's that. This is because this is a passage I highlighted. Barry got big as a cow during the summer, and her face has erupted out in pimples like volcanoes. In a way, the fat makes her look somewhat like her sister with downs, which it says in the uh, Yeah, that's what mine's... God. Which is... Ugh. Like, I ugh. hate Beatrice parts. It's like, there's there's nothing there's nothing likable about this, eh, 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 about this character, about this Jay. There's no reason that no. you should want him not to go on this path and ultimately... If put anything, a gun to his head and pull the trigger. I wish that it'd come sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. But with all the lives he ruined in yeah. the process. He ruined so many lives. He was, all the cruelties he exacted on people. Yeah, God. all the cattle he killed. Right. And like such a long book. I was like, as I was reading, I was like, oh God, 60%. Also, yeah. like. It's not that long, but it does get middle, very boring. It, it's yeah. very boring. I yeah. skimmed a bit. The middle part where he's just living a good life. Right. I was like. Uh, so when does he get back to the stuff that I fucking hate? <laughs> oh, when but he gets when he starts are happening when he starts living a good life and um and that's when he says like too much individualism. What does he call going poop in your book? S- making stinky. stinky. Here we go. Yes, yes, this that's is the same. He knows I go stinky. This is this he's is talking exactly about the page I have up. Yeah, he's talking about his friend, his friend Brad. And he's, this is this is the trio again, the Boner Boys. And this is a night of pranks. The, a night of pranks. And so he this is this is Jay. Uh, he knows I go stinky when I first get up in the morning, so he put apple butter all over the toilet seat and then pulled the bathroom curtains and unscrewed the light. Like, what is this? This prank sucks, first of all. This Putting prank sucks. Putting apple butter on a toilet seat. A- also, apple butter? What apple a, butter. Yeah. What a weird, like, <laughs> country corn pone specific. It's so weird. I mean, all of these pranks that they kept doing, like, there was another one that seemed so, like, the amount of energy you have to put in to do the prank, <laughs> sure. the payoff they is didn't terrible. Sleep all no, night they didn't sleep all night. To do this prank. The prank that they did, which is they made it so that his heating blanket, one of the one of the musketeers, uh, what are they? Boner boys. The one boner of the boys. one of the boner boys uh, brings a, a sleeping bag with a heating blanket. They like turn the heating blanket up too much so he gets hot, and then so he takes off all his blankets. They're laughing up a storm. Then they open the window and un. Plug his heating blanket, so then he's too cold. Right, and they're la- and they they're like, "Oh, we really got him!" And they just keep doing that on. And it's like, like, there's no payoff to this prank. <laughs> it's not funny. Like, and so his revenge is when his friend goes to make a stinky mm-hmm. slip up his butt. Yeah, 
Haha, now your butt's all slippery. Yeah, yeah. He gets, but he like gets, he's uh, and, and the apple thing butter is dripping all, all turd looking goop all over my bottom and running down my legs. But here's the thing. Also, solution to that is literally to walk into the tub, which right. is right there. there yeah. It's no there's no risk. And they are so unimaginative and stupid. Like their pranks are not funny. Mm-hmm. I just imagine Beatrice Sparks sitting at our little typewriter going. <laughs> <laughs> boys will be boys. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is so fun. I pictured her kind of getting like a little hot when she was writing about the orgies. Right. Because I was oh, like, ew. Yeah. Like the orgies were gross, but I pictured her being like, ooh, this is kind of like salacious. But she wouldn't let herself write any details. He no, always no blacked out when it happened. But it's like the timeline of this. And and this because this is all coexisting and this is all taking place in in Jay's life. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of like All right, so he's fucking a bunch. He's going to orgies, Mm -hmm. but he's also like, I'm gonna short sheet my buddy's bed. Like it's also just like these like very wholesome like like cutesy little boy things that he's doing at the same time. Two different people, right? Like they're and they're he swings wildly back and forth. Well, yeah, because and this book takes place over a year and a half. Right. God, it seemed like five years. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, he's either like. On the complete, like he's straight edge, he's not drinking, he's not mm-hmm. doing anything, he's not having sex, or he is at a party uh, with the boner boys. We just couldn't resist, and once we started, we all tried to out drink each other, then out pot smoke each other. <laughs> I, I fucking right. love what? that. <laughs> it's the same in Go Ask Alice, and this is what Paul F. Tompkins does in his, his stand-up bit, is the gateway is acid. Right. And then she works her way up to pot. Yeah. So pot smoking, <laughs> as she calls it, is like so wrong. It is the worst. You mm-hmm. must like go insane when you smoke pot. Well, and like you kind of touched on this earlier, Nick, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, like smoking weed or drinking alcohol is equated with like switching out people's prescribed drugs right. at your father's pharmacy and like putting literally... Everybody involved in that pharmacy in danger. Yeah. Like literally everybody tangentially related to this pharmacy is fucked because Mm -hmm. he put powdered milk in their medicine. Yeah. I mean, he gets he gets a whole bunch of second chances. I I don't I mean, I was shocked about that. He got like five jobs. Yeah. (laughs) So many jobs. So many jobs. Everybody kept trusting him. I mean, I guess it it was it was maybe harder to run a background check back in the 70s. I guess. But But even his dad was getting him jobs. He does go from pharmacy to. To stationary store. True. So how much lower risk? How much? But then wasn't there other shit too? He like worked in a car place, and then there was like he worked. At, he worked at the construction site. Right. In oh, Los, right, the construction in site in Las LV. Vegas. I forgot what else he did. And that was like a very confusing time for me when he was in Las Vegas. Like I was like, how much time is passing? It awesome. seemed like maybe a summer. But yeah, then he went to visit Dell during the summer. But then Dell was back the following year. I thought it was that he was permanently in Las Vegas. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Is Aura spelled in your book A-U-W-A? Like Awa. 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 He says both, though. I know. He says says Aura like twice, and then he really aggressively goes into Awa. And there were a couple of like things that are like listed as if they're names of certain type of satanic rituals or beliefs. I Googled them. They're nothing. It's nothing. Astra. I kept trying to figure out what O was. Oh, Oh, occult. Occult. The big O. Oh, Jesus Christ. I I thought it was an organization. No, it's just the occult. Because it's like, oh, you have to bring in three friends like it's Amway. Dude, that was crazy. 
how it was like you have like this was like some Herbalife shit. Like this was like demands. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It's a pyramid scheme. And he was like, he was talking about I don't know, just like hanging out with Brad and Dell, and then all of a sudden it was like crap. I got to get my three people to O, and I was like, what the fuck is O? That was crazy. It was like a page difference. Like it was like, oh, school's tough. Who am I gonna bring to the preference dance? I have this. I have this. This kind of. Uh, I think I have. I might have the same section highlighted that that you're referring to. This is at least something that leapt out at me because they will just drop major themes. Beatrice will just. What's her last name again? I'm sorry. Sparks. Beatrice Sparks. Miss Sparks will just drop like major development so quickly that I would be like, "What did I? Where did the, What <laughs> yep. did I miss? Where yeah. when was that the uh, so like uh, October 29th, Dad got me a job at the stationery store, but I still can't get my head out. Man, life can be a downer. Pete has sent two missionaries to Brad and Dell and me. Man, that seems strange. Missionaries connected with witchcraft. I can see auras now, and I can levitate very, very small things, and my awa is taking more form, but I want out. I think like this is the <laughs> first introduction that he can- that's, Yeah. That's the that he can crazy see fucking yeah. thing. Because it's like, oh, I'm working at this stationary school. By the way, I'm also involved with the occult. I've also been practicing the occult, and I want out. Are you caught up? It felt like a right. very like rushed- And that was how it went. Every yeah. single time I mean, the drunk yeah. driving thing. It was like, man, I wish I could get straight. I'm going to get straight forever. Yeah. Oh, I really want out of this occult. I raised a car with my mind. Right. Yeah. And then when he's like, uh, he's talking about some bullshit nonsense and he's like, oh, by the way, I got into a drunk driving accident, totaled, towed my car. And I was also out with an open legged Lizzie, which I was like, who? Oh. And then it was like jumped to him trying to get another job or something. And I was just like. Wait, so all this happened off page? Like, so I know, right. I get that it's a diary. I get that it's a diary. But so much happens off page. Yeah. It's the equivalent of like if in, if you were like reading like a, a diary of like Luke's diary in Star Wars. Yeah. And he was like, ugh, working on Uncle Owen's moisture farm again. It's a bummer. Uh, this guy, this old guy, Ben Kenobi, taught me to use the force. It's pretty cool. Anyway, I hope Aunt Beru doesn't make blue milk for dinner again. It's like, wait, what the, what's the force? You just, yeah. what is More this big about that, thing please. you just introduced? I don't need to hear about your stupid green VW over, right. and over Oh, my God. Again. And the thing is, at the same time. He's so hard for that car. He's, you know, he wanted to sleep with it. He said, I wish I could sleep he with it in my bed. Said. He literally said that. Yeah. Um, but, like, at the same time, he is more verbose than any teenager like right. he is writing pages and pages about nonsense i was like how does this kid have so much spare time like no kid is <laughs> like he's got a job he has school he, he has, has debate to, he has he to has push theater. drugs he has to, oh god he's the lead in the play mm-hmm. he is he's amazing at acting actor. oh his iq is 149 plus yeah <laughs> We learn that later. Yeah, the, the the fact that he's like he's so successful in so many elements, he likes he's like winning an award from the Air Force for some academic achievement. Oh my and God. Then he's he's a great which is was a very weird for me. Um Yeah, then, that was weird. And then he's an actor, but he's also on debate team. He's he can't so de- good he's at good debate. at both and he can't decide which one yeah. he wants to do more. Yeah. And, but it's also I, I think there's maybe something to and, and I think that may, this maybe comes from what I assume is the author's sobriety. Is that there's never it, it never really read to me like the writings of someone who was addled by drugs or alcohol because no, I would never. think you know, a first person testimonial by someone who was using so heavily at some point would just be you know a little bit incoherent, a little bit scattered, a little bit you know maybe some paranoia would come in there, and there's maybe a little bit of that, but overall it's just written so coherently. Yeah, the pacing is it's like the person that wrote this had tons of spare time, right? Had 
like no worries in the world. Like so it how takes to, a while to write in a journal. It's like, <laughs> it really this is handwriting. Like, need, like, this kid is d- devoting three hours a day. Minutes, yeah, because it's pages and pages. Yeah. Of bullshit. When are you doing this? Are you <laughs> and sleeping? also, also, okay. I know we talked about the poems, but we also didn't discuss his like weird like manifesto slash essays on like random things. Like he would right. do a title mm-hmm. and be like on debate, and then yeah. he would like talk about that, like the joys of debate, or it was the joys of theater. And he's talking yes. about like getting into the character's head. Oh my god! I found the passage where all of a sudden we're hearing about oh. So November 4th, Brad Dell and I drove up to see Pete. He says we're being pushed by the intruders, which what? Because we aren't doing enough for the order. He gave us a list of kids he knows about who are investigating or in in our area. I was absolutely and beyond belief amazed at how many there are. 25 in our own school that we never dreamed about. And each one of us is obligated to bring two more in this year if we are to have the strength of the group to combat outside influences. And then it later pete says that happiness beyond belief lies only two steps or days beyond now that we are just being tried and tested to see if we are worthy of oh it's like who the fuck is is he a man is he the head of the organization right what what is this and then it is like two days later he's fine and happy and everything's great and he's like winning at basketball or whatever and he's never hung over or anything and i know like when you're a teenager you bounce back pretty quick but like he is never experiencing any physical like other than like blacking out during yeah. opportune moments of sex <laughs> um salacious moments yeah there's never it doesn't seem like he ever actually because i doubt beatrice sparks ever has been drunk or had sex had right. sex. he's not he's not staggering to school like unable to function at any point because he's right. had he's been partying all night it, it's just not a thing he he experiences if anything, he's being aided in his academic and extracurricular activities because I I, I get I think it's mostly Tina is using oh, yeah. voodoo hexes to <laughs> to his advantage, mm-hmm. like like ca- like casting spells on the the guy she's debating, and then also like helping another guy win basketball games. Oh or yeah, something. yeah, he can never make thing. a free throw, but scored he, three of them. That's when he he touched his finger to his temple. Oh, that's what All that was. Okay, good at basketball. And then the thing with Tina helping Jay out with debate is that she makes the other guy his appendix burst. Right. She is causing all kinds of. And, and then they were like, we should never do anything like that again, mm-hmm. except they do yeah, other she's fucked a up witch, shit. She's a woman. She's a witch. Right. And also, like, can we talk about the fact that she has a jewelry box, which in the back has a crystal ball, a voodoo doll. <laughs> Herbs, uh, and a Ouija board. Right. Yep. Yeah. The Ouija, the Ouija board. board shit. Oh man. The Ouija board. Here's the thing. I, I think this is similar to <laughs> to pot coming after LSD. Yes. Mm-hmm. They've already introduced levitation. Yeah. Yep. Over the phone. At, yep. Over the phone levitation and ESP, and then after that they bring out the Ouija board. Yeah. And their minds are blown by the Ouija board. It's, it's just like, oh no, not this. Yeah. <laughs> if you can buy the thing at Target, right. it's not That's as a scary too far as like uh. An angel dust orgy, for example, which I that was another thing where it was like he talks about this whole orgy. And then at the very end, he's like, oh, I guess it was angel dust. Anyway, who knew that should be called devil's dust? Satan thinks witchcraft is real. She does think witchcraft is real. Like, I I think we already said this or maybe we said this before the podcast started recording. How did anybody get this book? And the first talk of witchcraft being real 
Did people not go, what the fuck is this is fake? Right. This is what is this book? You made this book up. Well, there was such an there was such an urge. And I think I think this was this was being brought up earlier in, in the sense of of Paradise Lost. But what I, what I remember, there was a case in the 80s where there was allegations of of you know widespread abuse that was taking place at a private school. And that, right. that, and that was all I don't remember the name of the case. It was, it was a fairly famous case. But there was that was all kind of. Uh, framed around the occult and Satanism as well, and I, I remember hearing about this secondhand at like school that that let that they would like they would take a a like a turtle and be like we're going to sacrifice this turtle to Satan and this is going to happen to you unless you keep your mouth shut. Yeah, and it was all I guess fabricated. Like a lot a lot of it didn't happen or a lot of it was false memories. I I, I don't want want to say. Uh, 100% that's what happened but that, that's that's what I remember reading about it but like there was a time where there was like this Satan panic yeah. that was yeah. pretty mainstream I feel like in the US and so I guess probably in the 70s and the 80s people were maybe a little bit more and in certain parts of the country to this day were a little bit more likely to buy something like this huh. yeah I mean and that's the I thing wasn't too. really aware of this but Kelly has talked about it before the satanic I panic. don't remember yeah. there being <laughs> well I just remember like legit fear about Satanist. I definitely had some very Christian friends growing up whose, yeah. whose parents were very like scared and disapproving of anything that might be satanic, and you know, like like heavy metal was was yep uh, for forbidden. You know, gangster rap was something we don't want anything to do with mm-hmm. because that might that might anger uh, Christ and that that might evoke Satan. I, I had yeah, a very Christian like... friend who his his dad or his mom. I remember. Um, he'd gotten his hands on an Easy E tape, and we were listening to this Easy E tape, and his mom found out, and his mom like like paid him money, and then it was like, okay, here's fi- here's the cost of the tape. Now I want you to take this tape, and I want you to smash it with a hammer, and like made him smash it oh because my it was God. satanic. <laughs> yeah, and then all, and that that same friend, uh, he I went with his family because they didn't believe in Halloween, and so we yes. went we went to an anti Halloween party at a church on Halloween night instead of trick or treating. Wow, that's and so fucking boring. It was yeah, it was so <laughs> it was just like a carnival that like they 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 had like the the Ghostbusters symbol, but instead of a ghost, it was a witch. It was like no cool. witches are allowed because cool. this is not a this is not a Halloween thing. And the one thing I remember vividly from it was that they had a a, a dad like playing Satan. And you could like use tickets to buy sponges to throw at Satan. Sponges? Yeah, like like wet sponges to to pelt Satan. <laughs> and he was like, I think they had like holy water on them purportedly or something uh-huh. like that. And, and the the dad was playing it kind of like effeminate, like no, don't throw it at me, which is like a oh, whole other layer coded. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was so like in hindsight, I just took it all in stride. It was just like okay, because <laughs> well, when is you're what a kid, you you're just like this yeah, is it. This is it. This is like, normal. But in hindsight, exists. it was fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember. <laughs> um uh, just another, you'll be pleased, um, auntie souffle at Play on Trey. Kelly has this amazing aunt who is very bizarre. Um, was, is very, is still very, very, very religious. She's the one who will send me just, I mean, she doesn't, I don't think she knows my address right now, but she used to send <laughs> me just like um, Bible verses, right. things like that. Her name is auntie souffle? No. We have named I cannot her name her. So that okay, people got it. Don't, got and it. Her name is uh, auntie souffle at play on tray. Got it. Um, but I remember when my cousin, my oldest cousin was 17 at the time and she was like, oh, no, the Simpsons is on. You cannot. That is Satanist. Yeah. Like the Simpsons was seen as. <laughs> right. Satanist. Yeah. And I remember um, 
we all went to uh, Universal Studios and she like wouldn't let her teenage children like go on certain rides or like go in certain. I remember like also just being, oh, well, that's just Auntie Souffle. Like, like just being <laughs> yeah. like, oh, OK. But like she refused to let them watch anything. And I think for a while, like she refused to let any like R-rated movies happen. And even PG-13 was like kind of pushing it. Um, but it, it was like it's like a fear of like anything that is touching the occult. And I remember that being mm-hmm. such a big thing in the 90s. Like the 90s was like when it came to its peak. And this was like the Paradise yeah. Lost shit because that was sure. like 94. The craft, mm-hmm. um, which like. Shout out my high school. Nice. Yeah. I was just watching that the other day. Hell yeah. It's yep. a great movie. I was like, oh, I was too. I was like, all right. You were with Kelly's me. House. <laughs> <laughs> um, but where it was like, oh no, like our children are being perverted. Uh, perverted. Yeah. And there was this fear that every, that it was underlying everything, that it was this pervasive, simmering evil. Yeah, which that is was what everywhere. she goes on about in the book of just like, I had no idea idea how many like worshipers of O or whatever the fuck were in all these yeah. schools all across the country, even in Las Vegas. Yeah. How like his is that how his voice sounded in your head? Because I couldn't You know, I was I kind of like had it more of a of a Holden Caulfield sort of thing. Like, Interesting. As, like as you mentioned earlier, but I was sort of I thought it was kind of Jay was just sort of like always <laughs> like this. Like this is a miracle. Can one call an O power a miracle? Like, you know, like he was just kind of like this kind of obnoxious sort of guy. Well, I had different voices for him because there were certain parts where he was definitely like, oh, gee, golly, gee. But then there were certain parts. I like I couldn't get that. Oh, golly, gee voice out of my head. Once it happened, once he called something neat or he said something like, oh, man, I could I could lick a cactus or whatever. Oh, cactus, cactus. Was it lick a cactus? It was K- something. Kiss a cactus. Kiss well, a cactus. He, he, both when he was overjoyed, he said he could kiss a cactus, but then he would also like use it for bad. Yeah, like be like, oh, well, he can go kiss a cactus. Yes, exactly. Which like, so I couldn't what? get that voice out of my head of like, right. well, he could go kiss a cactus. Well, so he is kind of an Oshuck sort of kid. He's yeah. an Oshuck sort of kid, except for when he's super into Eastern religions and he says, I'm a child of the universe. I'm a person, <laughs> self-made, custom-made, handmade, not seeing all and therefore not judging all. I am what I am for myself to please myself and bring good vibrations to others. Fine, absolute, <laughs> inquiring, acute, working, unstable at times, but still expanding, creating, producing, having, sharing, being, loving, knowing, losing, gaining, happening, established now, not so alone, but lonesome, original, oh a feeling, Jesus an organism, Christ. an orgasm, a closeness, a level, a conflict. And it goes on. Man, that was some really good spoken word, Kelly. Thanks, thanks. That, I mean, it was I'm well impressed. delivered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the writing was awful, but you delivered yeah. very well. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, am, I am like... This is the kind of thing where I I think, uh, you know, in some ways it's good that this kid blew his head off as a teenager because <laughs> if I would have had to share a bunk bed in a dorm room Nightmare. with this Nightmare. fucking piece of shit as he's Nightmare. like talking about Eastern religion, uh-huh. but also like talking about how cool pot is, yeah, you know, I just like, smoking. Jesus Christ, man, I... he's so obnoxious. And also at the same time being like, well, I have an IQ of 149 exactly. and I can't really relate to my peers. But also like I'm going into the occult as like a scientific observer. Oh, my and God. I'm going to bring its magic to the world and save humanity Except that way. Except he is so fucking stupid because he's like, oh, yeah, me and Tina are going to 
she's convinced me that this coven is just going to be all about scientific research. I was like, you fucking tool. <laughs> Tina's using you, you sack of shit. This floozy <laughs> Tina is using her womanly powers to lure like, you into this occult. Oh, my God. Eat this apple. Right. <laughs> oh, um, my God. I, I, I just wanted to touch on this basketball thing real quick just because I'm a big basketball fan. And so the basketball specifics oh, I thought I were, ver- were very tone deaf. <laughs> to hear this. Uh, so this is the, he's used uh, uh, the occult power. Brad has used his occult power. One of his friends, Brad, has used his occult power to improve his game, even though he was very terrible naturally at hoops. Today, Brad, who couldn't make a basket when he had free throws, couldn't miss. He scored 12 points in one game, more than he scored in the whole season. 12, 12 points, points is on... not that, not that <laughs> like many in a regulation just, like, basketball game. In just free throws or? I think, like, I think total. I think total? that's a score. I mean, that's like, uh, that's okay. You, you know, you're in double digits. 12 whole points. There's another There's another one, like December 19th. Brad won another basketball game by 13 points. <laughs> he hated it. Why? Wait, not, now he, now he, he was like, he oh feels man, guilty this about isn't it. earned. Right, right, yeah. right. And that was the thing too, <laughs> right, is, is the that- the devil's getting all these basket points. Also, this whole time, we have not talked about Raul. Uh-huh. Oh my God. <laughs> Raul, another thing that just gets introduced so right, abruptly, like, and I'm like, what I'm the so fuck casually. is going on? I was so confused. Is Raul him but evil? No, he's a demon that is taking Jay's body, and that's why Jay kills himself. Yeah. What? Like the that fuck? part at the end. I, I I have it I have it highlighted because I I'll, I'll skip through this a little bit. Um, so this is he's he's alone in bed at night. Across the bed from me was a person. I swear by all the Bibles in the world, he was real, <laughs> as real as I am real. His skin was more gray than mine, like more refined matter. Where did I hear that? <laughs> Our whole conversation remains seared upon my mind, word for word. Hello again, Jay. Who are you? I'm Raul. Also, do you think she was like, what's like an exotic name? Right, right. Raul? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a demon, right? It's like right? Paul, but mm. with an R. Right. <laughs> and more spicy. <laughs> Ugh. He's from Honduras. <laughs> he wants your soul. He's, so this is the, so he asks him, what do you want? And Raul grins. Would you believe your young virile bod? I didn't get that. And then also remember when he was like, she also you won't have it. get into the head of a demon. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, like when he says bod, it's like it's record like, screech. Everyone's like, wait, like, hold up. What'd you say? So, I feel like a demon would like speak like kind of vulgar. Vulgary? Yeah, She's like kind of a bro, you know? Virile. Yeah, virile bod. Like what's some language kids are saying nowadays that I don't like? Probably a demon teaches them that. <laughs> But it was, and then I was confused because, so he's like, no, you, I won't submit to you. And then he's like, but you did twice. And then he's like, oh yeah. And then I was like, that's the stuff he didn't remember when he was like floating up above his body. Oh, right. right. Again and again, as we're talking about the Satanist stuff, it's like, who, who believed this was actually happening? Because if people believed that, why wouldn't they be like, man, we got to go to this town and investigate like. Satan is real and let's like figure this out. Is he supposed to be an unreliable narrator? Like, is he supposed to be No, I think this is supposed to have happened verbatim. Yeah, that is really fucking embarrassing. Because when the mom was like, what did, this is not my son's journal. You used it and put it into something else. 
And she's like, nope, this is what I got from his friends and peers. They told me this is what happened. And the friends and peers were like, no, we didn't. Oh, and she's so and funny she's like, in the oh, intro. I must have been thinking of other kids I interviewed. And they were like, which kids? And she's like, here's $70 for the book sales. And it's like, what? <laughs> well, like, in the intro, she's like, well, you know, some of the kids got very nervous when I mentioned the occult and demons and they just started getting very dodgy. And I'm like, idiot. It's a lie. It's because you are being so fuck. You're You are dressed like with your buttons buttoned all the way up to your <laughs> neck and like you look like you're selling Bibles and you're like, but what about the occult? And you keep pushing it. That's why the kids are freaked out because like you're fucking weird. That's except, why. Except like truly the kids are freaked out because they weren't. Because you're making that up. Because you're there making up. kids and they were not freaked out. story. <laughs> like this whole thing. She, like, ruined <laughs> a town. Hoping to fill in sketchy gaps in Jay's journal, I interviewed many of his friends and teachers. As a whole, they said he was mostly just like everybody else. Three kids who had been into the occult with him seemed more skittish. As long as we were talking about school, dating, family, drugs, hobbies, or sports, they were relaxed and friendly. But when I tried to question them about witchcraft, they changed, became frightened, secretive, withdrawn. Through bits and pieces, I gathered that they were under some strange kind of sacrifice my own life or have it taken from me type of programming. They sincerely seemed to fear that I could bring harm to myself or my own kids if more information were divulged to me. What You're lying. You're a liar. No, it's so like it's so obviously fucking fake. No, and also like how convenient for her that like two of his friends died within like two of his two of his closest friends died within two days. Oh, I, I will say that is true. That's what? true. Five, five people, him included. Four of his friends all died in very weird circumstances. What? Him and one other person committed suicide and the other people it was like car accident fell down a hill or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, five of them Working what? at a construction died. site and a yeah. steel bar fell right on their right temple. Because they got distracted <laughs> yeah. by the salty language of the construction. Oh my writers. God. The weird water fight. Did you guys get like a weird oh. sexual vibe from that water fight? What yeah, was, I was confused oh, yeah. by that. They get they're getting like very they're getting at one point he's talking about getting know. soaked up to his elbow or something like that. Yeah, and like that could have just shooting been hoses going at like, each other. Right. You know what? I'm going to make them have some literally good, clean fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is how, what Jay should be doing. Dude, now that you say that, Lindsay, I feel like I'm like, oh, my God, I want to investigate what happened to those kids. Because now I'm like, my first thought is not the occult, but like some creepy person killed, like was killing kids in that town. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm looking. I'm looking for it in the article I read. Feel free to keep talking. Um. The so the the book and, and I apologize if, I, if I'm going out of order here. No, please. But the so the book wraps up. Yeah, you can jump around. We so the there's a it wraps up with it. There are like kind of two epilogues. So the. Oh, my God. Uh, so it, it, his last entry, he talks about he's going to call the bishop. Jay says he's going to call the bishop, and then it kind of gets cut off abruptly. He's saying that uh, I'm not free, I feel ill, and I'm sad, and I'm lonely. Then we get a letter from Jay's mother, which discloses how he died. Um, and we tried to get Jay to go out with other girls, but he had settled his mind about Tina. And then all of a sudden, one of Tina's old boyfriends showed up and contacted Tina. Jay found out about it, and within four days, Jay was dead. Uh, he shot himself in the head with a pistol. So we get this letter that's kind of very written very kind of like cogently and just sort of outlining what the, the chronology of what happened to Jay. But then there's a there's another coda, which is a note from Jay's mother's scratch pad. 
Dear anybody, nobody, everybody, how much I wish I could share with you, with anybody, all the sober, awful truth of Jay's life and death. We did not know. If we had known, could we have helped him? Would knowing help you? Heavenly Father, let knowing help somebody. Please let Jay not have died in vain. Eight exclamation points. The end. <laughs> it's like, wait, were you just like going through her garbage? Right. <laughs> That's the weird part. Why is this scratch pad? Yeah. It sounds like you were not supposed to put that in the book. Yeah. A receipt from Jay's mom's trip to CVS. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, like, feet long. quick thoughts, quick thoughts. Yeah. I hope people learn from this. Um, it was crazy. It So I found the part in the article that talks about the death. Oh, please. Um, while no occult activities were mentioned in Alden's journal, the real kid, he did dabble in Ouija board games with friends. Keyword being games. In Jay's journal, he frequently consults the board. In Scott's book, his brother, Alden's friend Kim Lewis recounts one seance in an interview. The group of six friends asked the Ouija board three times if they would have long or short lives. All three times, it indicated that they would not live long, said Lewis. There is a cosmic twist of coincidence concerning the quorum of six friends. They're all dead except for myself, said Lewis. I almost died myself. I had carbon monoxide poisoning. Whoa. In Jay's journal, demonic entities overpower, blah, blah, blah. In reality, two of Alden's friends, Mike Wade and John Lundgren, died in car-related accidents. But Scott believes there was nothing supernatural about it. Another two of the group died in unrelated suicides. Renee Richards, who drowned herself in a sink, and Alden. The fifth, Jono Mason, died on a motorcycle. All died around the 1970s in their youth. Okay, I'm going to call bullshit on the sink thing. (laughs) Huh? I'm going to call bullshit on drowning yourself in a sink. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, In their youth, Alden's high school girlfriend is believed to have moved to the East Coast and married, according to Scott. Man. That, I mean, that's, that is weird. Maybe that's why Beatrice Sparks was like, it must have been real. It was right. the occult. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's grimmer than what's the, the book is yeah. so ludicrous, but hearing that, that's just like, that sounds so just like tragic. Yeah. And well, it sounds for a like, small a, community. like a really sad place to be a kid. Yeah. And that's sure. what the, the mom was like. We think he, he was just like very bright. He was up to a lot of things, had a lot going for him. And then his two friends died and he got very depressed. And then he committed suicide. And I wanted her to write a book about how he got sad and committed suicide. Man, it, it's such a thing of like, this is Beatrice Sparks saying, if your kids are messing around with Ouija boards, they a, a normal thing for kids to do, mm-hmm. it, like playing light as a feather, stiff as a board. If they're, yep. they're, have, they're doing a normal childhood activity, then they probably pledge their loyalty the, to the Dark Lord Satan. Mm-hmm. And if they're depressed... I mean, they're probably doing PCP and, you know, selling drugs on the side and having rampant sex. And it's just like, man, what a way to make just like vulnerable at risk kids into pariahs. Yes. Just sort of painting them in this with this brush to say that this these kids who maybe need some help or just sort of doing innocent kid things are fucking extremely dangerous and have betrayed our Lord. Yeah. And on top of that, if you're depressed, it's like you are probably possessed by Satan. Right. And this is your doing. Yeah. Like, you well, yeah. You yeah, shouldn't you have yourself. been such an individualist. Right. Well, and it was like every up and down in Jay and his friends' lives were because they asked for it somehow. Mm. Like, through the Dark Lord. Right. Somehow. And I think it's, it's, it's content like this, it's stuff like this that made me think as a kid that danger was everywhere. I read more about peer pressure 
than experienced it in my life. Because like Lindsay and I have talked about like when kids are like, hey, do you want this? And then you'd be like, no, they'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then it was never much of a push. Yeah. Whereas like, I mean, no one ever asked me to be a Satanist when I was in middle and high school. Mm. Um, But I would have said yes. I would have been like, where do we get? Where do I sign where, up? Where do we do where this? Where is O? Where is my package? I will begin. I, I'd like my beginner's package into O. Yeah. Do you remember how they um they drink piss? Oh, what's that <laughs> I do all now. About? Yeah. They and then drink, he talks about the, the bull coming piss. out of the, the bull's butt. He's yeah. like, yeah, they, they saved some of the bull piss. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, remember when all of the like uh the urine and... And he just kept defecating and defecating. He's like, that was weird. Anyway. Like, Ugh, gross. Hate to think of that. Yeah, oh. they, they've mutilated these ca- they, these cows in some sort of ritualistic sacrifice. And, and they're, they're just where are they? They're, and shit. They're in like a cabin somewhere. Like that at that point, I was so checked out of the book. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't care where they are. They're in yeah. the woods. Right. Yeah. What? I don't so, know. Okay. I don't know how like I, I probably I don't know if I've read something in recent memory where I was continually confused whether they were inside or outside. I never knew. <laughs> I never knew. Are you knew. in a structure or not? It was like they could have been anywhere. Please explain your surroundings. Right. Yeah. Is the uh, sky I above a... your head or yeah. ceiling? <laughs> so here's the him him wanting to change. He says in order to o- overcome faults, something must be done. And I won't read all the sentences next to them but in order to overcome conceit disrespectfulness lying momentary pleasure too much individualism procrastination laziness closed-mindedness hypocrisy non-congeniality <laughs> oh my god wastefulness insincerity hot temper being oh and the the counterbalance to being hot tempered like how to resolve that mm-hmm. is to control his temper cool yeah, so if you're hot-tempered, just control it. Get that shit under uh, control. Yeah, just that's <laughs> all it takes. Being sorry when I should have acted. Mm-hmm. Unorganized. Self-centeredness. Rebelliousness. Oh, and the cure for rebelliousness is accept social ideas as important. Think before blindly rebelling. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, what a load of shit, right. Sparks. Oh, my God. And the last one is apathy. Yeah. So she's like the kind of person who carries around like a pocket constitution. You yes. Know, just hands it to people. Well, and honestly, there's a pocket constitution in my back. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you're it's not going to fall the prey to commandments or anything. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to fall prey to the charms of Satan, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I look, I just want to know what I shouldn't rebel against. You guys. <laughs> um, I, uh, when he's like coming around to like I'm going to be good. So remember at the beginning when he's like talking about his satanist stuff to his aunts and uncles and they make fun of him for it and he's like oh, really God. I heard took about a photo that? of that. It is great. Then when he's like, "Oh, I've learned how to be uh like not so sensitive." And like I loved when everybody was arguing uh, and debating at, and debating at the Thanksgiving table and oh, yeah. and and like and he was like we were all yelling, but it was all in good fun. I learned that nobody was attacking me. We could all disagree and have a great time. I was like, "You sound like the uncle that wants to be racist at sure. the table. Like, you, like, oh, it's just a good fun where it's like, it's all right to say things people disagree with, yeah. like that the white race is superior. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounded, it smacked of like his entire persona is a fucking Jimmy John's poster. 
Have you ever read those posters in Jimmy John's? Yes, and I don't remember any. Where they're part like, "You them. kids, just keep your head down and work hard." Oh, sure. You're grand. Like it's it's a very like don't bother to dream. Just uh-huh. like put your head down and work hard because you're not going to make it. So just Jesus. like do. It's very. I don't remember that at all. Ugh, horrible. Great sandwiches. Horrible ideas. Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> Wait, what's your Jimmy John's order? I really like that veggie sandwich. The veggie sandwich is really good. Yeah. Um, I've also done uh the turkey tom. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've done the veto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those are my three. Can you tell you been to Jimmy mm-hmm. John's? I have. I don't oh, care not into for it. it. Yeah. Man, I like their weird, nasty bread. Yeah, I'm I into like it. that. I'm into it. <laughs> I like that. Like, ah, things fine. <laughs> Dude, you don't like that it like just becomes a thing that is permanently in the roof of your mouth. Nah, I felt like yeah, I have the experience now, and mm. you know. It's kind of like a gateway drug for me. Then I'm just going to want bread on the roof of my mouth oh, all the time. next thing you know, you'll be at Jersey Mike's. Next uh. thing I know, I'm fucking Tina in a, the back of the in toad. A, <laughs> on ayahuasca. <laughs> we got married in a cemetery. Oh, my God, they got married. Right, I forgot about the marriage. That was a oh, whole I thing. Found, so it's not voodoo dolls. I, mm-hmm. I took a screenshot of the website I found about Wanga dolls. Wanga dolls. Okay. Wanga. Wanga and Wanga dolls originated in Africa hundreds of years ago. They're like a sister counterpart to voodoo dolls, but differ in the sense that with the voodoo doll, a spell is cast and the spirits, LWA, whatever that means, are summoned to help the spellcaster with changes they want to see manifest in another person. With the Wanga doll, however, there is no spellcasting involved. The Wanga doll employs the power of the user's spirit guides, which help to bring about the desired changes in their life. So this is just she's Sounds just conf- pretty positive. To she's me. just conflated everything that's non-Christian mm-hmm. into yes. one, the umbrella of like this is all yeah. Satan's doing. I mean, I guess that is like like for some some fundamentalist Christians, that is kind of how they feel about every all that's the pagan a kind religions. Of magic, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if she ever knew anything about Wanga voodoo, isn't the one true god, right? Right. But voodoo is actually a very interesting uh, religion that is uh, you. It's 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 similar to a lot of other religions that you find in countries that have been colonialized by Catholic. Okay. Uh, where where they have like a a mix of like there is like a dual uh, voodoo version of each Catholic saint, mm-hmm. and you oh, can I've oh heard, interesting yeah I've yeah heard about that. yeah I learned it's, about that in my um, world religions class and that's uh, <laughs> years ago in college. <laughs> <laughs> that's um yeah that's why the like pagan calendar mirrors the Christian the mm-hmm. Catholic okay. calendar. That's oh, and why like also Catholicism stole a bunch like of shit. Ostara, which is the uh, pagan. Yes. I did not know the name of it, but that sounds right. Here's, here's my take on voodoo. I like it when they call it hoodoo. That's fun. Hoodoo. <laughs> Me too. That's something we can all get into. Is that from something? You do. Hoodoo. Is that a song? <laughs> Remind <laughs> me of the babe. The babe with the power. What yep. power? Yep. Hoodoo. You, you do. do. Remind me you of the, the babe. babe. Nailed it. <laughs> if there's a song stuck in my head, it's probably oh, from Labyrinth. Oh, oh the <laughs> they're a good song. Um, the parts I loved when she was trying to really sell the idea that witchcraft is real right is when she would cite articles that jay was reading (laughs) the research that he was doing oh yeah and one of them he so he's like well there's this and there's that and one of them it was like this lady a desperate jane elliott of wood river illinois said and it's like what this 16 year old boy is like this one madam yeah desperate of Wood River. So Mama. he's got like uh, like seven books checked out from the library open on his bed while he's like laying down copying like the citations from this book. Yeah, fucking right. right. 
He just subscribes to like the American Journal of Psychiatry that he just cites all the time. Yeah, that this is there was one of these. This is one of these passages I highlighted. Al Rossiter Jr., a UPI science editor from Washington, wrote about a 33-year-old man from Arkansas who became paranoid and then, after weeks in the hospital, suffered a fatal heart seizure. An autopsy found no reason for his death, but his wife said he had angered a two-headed who had caused it. What's a what? two-headed? I don't know. Well. There's like a weird brief explanation that didn't help me. Okay. <laughs> Where it was like a two-headed is like a witch. Right. And then I was like, but why? Well, why is the, it called well, a two-headed? Why a two-headed? Um, yeah. Big shrug. Okay. So he's talking some more about the fucking research and blah, 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 controls program, blah, blah, blah. Um, During the demonstrations, Swami Rama stopped his heart for 17 seconds and produced differences of temperature in the palms of his hands at will. The Asians are so advanced. Oh, my God. Right. When he said that, I was like, I guess we are. <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Uh, Insta Sam. Did you see that? Insta Sam 40. Oh, yeah. Insta Sam oh, 44 no, uh, commented on one of our Instagram posts uh, quoting Orientals are expensive. And he's like, we need to get a shirt that says that. I was like, yeah, oh, I would I wear that shirt. That shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other sentence where I was like, if you just pull this sentence out of the book, yeah. I don't need to know the circumstances. But so it's at Tina and Jay's wedding and they bring the kitten in and they ring or they like twist twist the kitten's head around. Oh, yeah. And they break its, its neck. neck oh, and then right. they're trying to bring the karma, which that's not what karma is. You don't bring somebody's karma back into their body. That's it doesn't not make what karma sense. Is. It doesn't make sense. So, and they try to do it and they can't. And I fucking loved this sentence. In a way. The stilt kitten ruined the evening. <laughs> He's like, man, that's you know on what? you. <laughs> He's like, things are really I was killing that kitten on my wedding night. It was a real bummer. <laughs> they did that on his wedding night. That is so it's so stupid. Ugh, they have their and then remember when he's like bummed that Tina has the wedding at the cemetery because he thinks it's tacky. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I can't like, believe uh-huh. she did that. I'm like, your whole fucking life is tacky. This whole thing is so fucking fake. Right. This guy's had like. 40 sexual partners at this point, and he's getting married at the age of, like, 15. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. seriously, a cemetery, right. Tina? <laughs> um, the, uh, the, this was the thing. This is this what you were talking about with the journals and, and with the, uh, the things that he cites made me think of this passage. He's very, like, knowledgeable about the Hoover Dam for some reason. Oh, my God, and Lake like, Mead. he's psyched for the he's Hoover Dam. so excited. Uh, yes. Imagine 726 feet high, one of the highest dams in the world, and we get to go down inside it in an elevator. Lake Mead is one of the largest man-made bodies of water in the world. It's like she was just plagiarizing Wikipedia before Wikipedia existed. Paid for by the tourism board of (laughs) Hoover Dam. I wonder if that was, like, actually Jay, like, a normal person getting genuinely excited about going sightseeing. Mm. Because when you stick it in with this kid who's, like, having sex with every woman he sees right. and into the occult then being like well like me sure is neat yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was just uh you know last night i was freebasing at a <laughs> blood-coated gangbang and yeah today i'm gonna go see the largest man-made structure in the western hemisphere <laughs> can you believe it we'll be able to go in a in a tall elevator right and then <laughs> and then afterwards he's like lake mead was such a drag so many bitchy kids arguing in the car I was just like, God, what even? And then he calls it a vacation. He calls what he did in Las Vegas a vacation. He was working a construction job. He calls it a vacation. He also goes on about the wonders of Niagara Falls. Oh, yeah. In comparison to the Grand Canyon, like, oh, nature's wonders, you guys. 
That's the real high. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't there a part where he says he's high on life? I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> it's somewhere in these 56 fucking photos I took. I really, I should have done this beforehand because I did take a photo every time he would, like, every time he mentioned his mom. Yeah. He also mentioned her amazing homemade loves, bread. Loves her bread. Every time, like about his dad, he'd go on for a paragraph yeah. about his excellent character and the advice that he gives him and blah, blah, blah. And then his mom is like, she's so sweet and she makes the best bread I've ever had. Right. I there's some. I mean, boy, there's something very, very patriarchal about that of like the idea of oh, like, yeah. oh, this woman's function is that she... Like she's the she I find her, my mom physically repulsive. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. keep leaning on that, but she does make good food stuff. So yeah. she has given her she, that is her value. That yes. is what she yeah. brings to this family. It's like well, a there, woman, a a good woman is sexless right. and nurturing mm-hmm. yeah. and makes bread mm-hmm. as yeah. long as they make bread. As a if yeah. Tina made bread, maybe we could forgive her the Satanism. Yeah, exactly. Instead, she's a hussy given backseat Instead, HJs. You just know she has a vagina under that skirt. <laughs> you just know it. Um, there's like a pretty uh, a little passage where he, this is when he's in good graces with his parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, maybe it's not. Who knows? Who fucking cares? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's one thing about this book. It's consistent throughout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. How could I have hurt them? Let them down, tormented them, humiliated them, disgraced them, brought suspicion upon my most honorable, Christ-like, ethical father. Oh, yeah. And my devoted and gentle mom, who could have gone into scientific research instead of becoming a mother. Oh, yeah. Dad said she had three companies after her when she graduated, but she preferred to get married and raise a family. She's all the things anyone could ask of a wife and mother. Our home is always clean and it smells good. And she always has time for us and knows how to listen. I really miss her homemade bread. Yep. The fucking (laughs) bread. It's like, wow, she could have worked for like IBM or or Lockheed Martin or like whatever the fuck. But instead, she makes bread. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Right. She's fattening up her family now. Like she's got a She's got a degree. Right. Yeah. She could be a scientist. Yeah. And instead it's like, wow, good on her for not doing any of that. The noble ideal of being a homemaker, which is yeah. a, like a fine thing to do, but it's like it's this this book's value system is yes. saying that, that that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Instead and that's the thing, too. The right. Drugs. We're right. like it's not even like because, sure, I think that you can as long as you're making the informed choice to do whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, then like props to you. If you want to make that killer bread, make that killer bread. If you yeah. want to work at IBM, go work at IBM. But the fact that this book is prescribing to us like but what makes her a good mom is that right. she didn't work. Like, you know yeah. that, right? If you do work, you're a bad mom. Exactly. Right. Coming this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is very funny, but Kelly and I had like an ongoing bit mm-hmm. at the beginning of the podcast because there were scenes of characters cooking up a storm so again, we have the hussy yes. and the cook. Right. Yeah, you can yeah. either be it's a the, hussy or a it's cook. The hussy and there's cook no dichotomy. in between. Yeah, it's classic. It's <laughs> oh from my our God. first episode. Our first episode it was like ever. You're either the slut or the, or cook. the cook. Very I can't weird. believe it's returned. Right, it's returned. Full circle. She only cooks bread. She cooks other things, Kelly. She must but cook it's other mostly things. the bread. That's what she's known for. Yeah, it's the, like you have one specialty. <laughs> 
Let it be just Everybody's your really bread. good at the one thing. It's the Jimmy John's philosophy applied yeah. to the home. Right. Just yeah. put your head Nail down, bread. make bread. Mm-hmm. Right. Let your morality stick to the roof of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find another fucking bread mention. I really should have like made a subset album. Yeah. Of just of mom, mom and bread. bread mentions. You mom bread. A, you could do a bread supercut of the audiobook, I'm yeah. sure. Um, get, here's <laughs> while you're looking for that. This is when he gets uh, he gets excited after debating. Acting. <laughs> acting. Yes. Acting. It's the most exciting thing that has ever happened to me. It's like debating, only somehow more fulfilling. It's like being someone else or like being me as a new form of existence. It turns me on and on and on <laughs> and on. <laughs> Oh, see, that started out very like three bucks, two bags, one me, and then ended very like I'm turned on and on. And I was like, Ugh, what a fucking mind fuck. And is she, I think she might be saying that like the arts are also a, a, an evil thing. Like it is kind of kind of implying that. Yeah, the arts are for gays. Yeah, yeah. debates are well, full. Well, remember, he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, he yeah. remember he doesn't want to do the lead part because mm-hmm. he's afraid it'll make him too gay. Oh, here, I found one. I will be glad to get home. Glad, glad, glad. Happy, secure, repentant, glad. (laughs) Sorry, it's a bread one, but that was very funny. (laughs) I never did belong in this hole. Brad and Dell and I have all done crummy, mean, little rotten things all through our lives, but we aren't second class. Oh, yeah, he. I'm not going to say the R word. He uses the R word a lot. I love my family, my home, God, my country, dad. Chad and Kendall, mom and apple pie, and homemade bread. Yum! Homemade bread! Okay, his weird, That's like... That's about my add-on. That is what the passage ends right. with. His, like, exaltations where he will say, like, a phrase over and over this again is, with an exclamation point. It's Go Ask Alice go ask all Alice. over again, where it's just, like, adjective after adjective and... Like to describe how great her family is, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm such an awful, no bloody good, little, no run good, down, undeserving, skanky, like, spiteful, fearful, blah blah blah. blah. And, and my I, parents are great. <laughs> if only I had turned to my parents instead of drugs. It's so awful. It's so see through. It's just so see through. Right. And that's the thing. I think like because it just comes off. She's just pontificating. Like, it's just, it, it comes off so obviously, like, it's supposed to be teaching us to conform and to be just, like, good kids and, mm-hmm. like, you know, turn to your parents. And it just, like, reeks of, like, somebody who's never yeah dealt with any kind of real adversity. Well, like, the parents, and, and, and this was mentioned earlier, but, like, the there isn't an element of, oh, we can kind of understand to a degree why this kid might have gotten off the gotten off the beaten path because he was... You know, a little uh, uh, he he maybe had a home life that was a little unstable or anything like that. It was just like, oh, the the problem was that he had he has great ideal parents and he is defying them. Yep. And so you should do what you should do is you should listen to your parents and just do what they tell you to do, because that will ensure that you don't fall into uh, this chaotic, awful life. Yeah. And it's yeah. Just like that's not necessarily not everyone has the same domestic situation where that's maybe the correct what like that's that's going to work out for them well, you know not everyone has a perfect home life right yeah. yeah yeah it is that yeah. yeah and it assumes a reality of like which i think you were basically saying uh that the home life is always static and right. it's, everybody has that e- like and if you just like follow the path 
then you're fine. But it totally like overlooks like even the slightest out of norm. Like these parents are so perfect. And he is just like he's bored. Is that it? Like he's bored. So he starts being a Satanist. I guess so. Yeah, and he's around loose women. And that's, oh, that's, that's all right. it takes. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, loose leg Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. Is there here's, there's octopi? Here's mm-hmm. what I want to know about the bread, real quick. Mm. Do they ever get any specificity in here's terms the problem, of what the no. bread is? Oh my god, no. It's just here's bread. the problem. No, it's, it's just, just bread. bread. We don't know if it's like a a a, a crust with a little knock to it. Right. We don't yeah. know if it's like is it squishy? Is it sourdough? Yeah. Does it make a crackle? Is it? How does it smell? Are you making a banana know. nut bread? Is the yeah. savory? Yeah, is the exactly. sweet? Exactly. Paint a picture. Think, I think it's just some plain old sandwich I think bread. It's, I think it's just I think a it's white never, bread like, loaf. They run out of bread. She makes some more bread. She just yeah. makes a straight up lo- like just like basically like a some homebrew wonder bread. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. they're using for sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And he loves it. She's using just, a copycat recipe from food.com. Here's a, <laughs> here's a loaf of bread and a glass of milk, you yep. little shit. Yeah. And some apple pie. <laughs> and some more bread. <laughs> and some more bread. Instead of crust, I used my bread. <laughs> I mean, if it's like a good zucchini bread, maybe that I can, I, I would think like, yeah, but maybe this kid should have stepped yeah, on, like, like stuck around. Oh my God. I, I know that I talked about this on just last week's episode, but- I just discovered this zucchini bread toasted with cream cheese on top. Oh, hell yeah. What the fuck? That was like the Works best well. thing. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's so good. Okay. My, you my know buddy, what? Uh, my buddy, Joe he's Saunders, right. he'll bake, he'll, he'll bake a bread. He'll, like when I, I've worked a few jobs with him and he'll break, he's a little bit of an office baker. He'll bring in a, a <laughs> fresh baked bread for you. Mm. And just, it's, an, it's a nice little sweet treat you can enjoy. Lovely. But he brought in a pumpkin bread. Yum. And had a little cream cheese with that. Yum. Oh man, as good as hell. Nice. I love, I love a, Cream cheese with something you wouldn't ordinarily put with it. Oh yeah, it absolutely. Works. Yeah, cream cheese is like, I mean, I think it it even when unexpected, it adds mm-hmm. such a new dimension. Yeah, that's why I love a cream cheese frosting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say oh. I think Joe missed his calling as a mom. Yeah, he'd be a great mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you know, if my mom was Joe, I don't think I'd turn to Satanism. Yeah, because <laughs> he'd be making that good bread all the time. Yeah. But here you are pushing your Satanism. Um, one That's of my right. friends, uh, Ryan, friend of the show, uh, makes she made some banana bread recently and cut it into slices, but slightly underbaked it so that when you put it in your toaster oven, oh, yeah. it bakes to perfect baking. So it's got a little gooiness built mm-hmm. in. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sorry, I laughed because mm-hmm. I just found another one. Sure, um, hit us with and it. And this whole passage is just insanity. Mm-hmm. It's more see through insanity. I must forgive myself for all the rotten things I've done. I know. I really know that God has forgiven me. He's so kind and loving and considerate and ever supportive. If I love myself as much as I love him, capital, I could forgive myself completely too, couldn't I? Jesus said the first and greatest commandment was to love the Lord with all my heart and strength and that the second was like unto it. I should love my neighbor as myself. I really have got to start working at loving myself. Blah, 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 blah. That will be... Being a good neighbor to her, and she really needs it with all this mob to control as well as feed and clothe and clean up after. She's a special, special lady to even let me stay here with them when they're in such a hassle. I am going to be more appreciative and more helpful. She's neat, but I sure miss mom's bread. (laughs) I wonder if I can send her an ESP message to send some. Oh, right. I'm going to use the occult to get some of my mom's yum yum bread. Get some yum yum bread in my tum tum. <laughs> um, I totally thought he was fucking the mom, but he wasn't. Not his mom, the mom of Dell. No, she's yeah. too much of a bitch. 
Oh, well, you know, she's a nice lady to let him stay in the house is what. Yeah. Um, and he should appreciate her because she's a special, special lady. Also, I have a an email from Red Lobster. Okay. Cool. Well, wait, what's that cool. all about? Your next text could be a tasty offer. Sign up for Red Lobster Fresh Alerts. We just went to Red Lobster last night for our podcast. Listen, that place is a fun place. Oh, the I occult. Lo- it's, love, love Red Lobster. It is. Everyone's dressed up. Oh, yeah. Everyone's having fun. Everyone's drinking a blue drink. Right. Yeah, we had a bunch of shrimp. Nice. A whole bunch of endless shrimp. And, of course, some Cheddar Bay biscuits. You got to throw those in there. Dude. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, Everybody talks about I, those. You, you can't. You can't once once you pop the fun don't stop with those. Those are good. Oh, I want one now. Hey, you got an email offer. I Take know. Them up on it. Yeah, fresh deals. If you if you <laughs> sign up there, you get a free appetizer. Oh, okay. Which is why I signed up. Right. But then I did it with two emails, so oftentimes I get duplicate emails from them. No, are that what kind of restrictions are we talking with that appetizer? Because sometimes they'll be like a, a like not the fancy appetizer. Right, right. Just a few. Or there's an upcharge for. I remember. I think I got a pretty fancy appetizer. Okay, all right. I got something with fish or with the shrimp and a sauce. Okay. Which and it was not during endless shrimp. It was right. during Lobster Fest. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, Lobster Fest is like half the year. They really stretch it out. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's going on the whole time. Well, they have like three things that happen there, which yeah. is shrimp, lobster, and then just like generally fish. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, Pastas. I think, I think most of the year is covered. It's kind of an ambiguous period of. A elastic length for their marketing purposes, kind of like Toyota Thon. They'll just sort of say like Toyota Thon is going to be right. however yeah. long we need it to be this year. Hey man, you guys, it's Lobster Fest somewhere. Classic. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's how I live my life. <laughs> I so I didn't find another bread reference. I'm sure it's there yeah. in my phone somewhere. I trust you, Lindsay. But I thought maybe we could go into that orgy a little more. Oh boy, let's and talk then, orgy. Well, there's two orgies, right? Orgy. There's this the blood is, orgy. This is Hangy mm. Boobs orgy. Oh my god, Hangy Boobs. Hangy Boobs. Yeah, they did. They she really wanted to go to great lengths to make sure that this woman was physically unappealing. Yeah, just hideous. The old lady's boobs sagging down to her waist and her belly dangling down to her knees. I thought I was going to throw up, but I couldn't. Women are just like the three fates. It's like the right. crone, the yeah, mother, and the for sure. sexual one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Tina, this is <laughs> Tina is going taking him there. He's taking his car towed and they're going to this orgy. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like they're, it starts as kind of just sort of a, they're all kind of sitting in a circle and they're they're all like undressing and he's kind of undressing and despite he's, himself. He's outside. Yeah, right. and he he can't help himself. Yeah. He's yeah, undressing. He's doing it without even thinking about this it. This is the angel dust orgy, right? Okay, so this is a, dis, this is a different orgy? Well, they're burning something he that says, he does not understand what they're burning. So oh, it, right. he, he claims says, it's angel I remember dust. thinking, what are they burning? It wasn't hash. What could possibly be that strong? Zombies sat around the flame. 13 stoned, ugly, naked zombies. Yeah. Everyone's unattractive, I guess, now. Mm-hmm. Except for Tina. Um, oh, yeah. And they have to drink something that's gross. Yeah, it's like a tarry type mm-hmm. liquid. He doesn't it's want to drink it, but like he can't help it. He does. Foul smelling, sticky, thick liquid. Right. Uh, Is it blood? He would say if it looked yeah, like Yeah, it. I don't he think just, it's just blood. just says he drinks blood yeah. later. So it's also, too, this is a kind of thing where I'm just like, okay, does the author know what sex is? Yeah. Because it turns into just yeah. like, he, they're, they're punching and kicking as well. Right. And he wants to punch and kick. Like, whatever right. it is it he says, drinks makes him makes everybody violent. So it's I a violent. I hit her and kicked her and mauled her. Sex was not enough. I wanted to hurt her. For like a week after that, Tina is at school doing her like class president duties right with bruises and band-aids yeah, she's all got over band-aids all over herself so oh this yeah is, like he really beat the shit out of her and then later orgy and then at the end of it he's blaming her oh yeah. judas how could tina ever have let me in for anything like that mm-hmm. let herself become involved 
Well, you know Beatrice Sparks is a, oh. you know, like she was asking for it type of lady. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, this she shouldn't is, have been at the origin. She wasn't just asking for it. She, she was, was making it Demanding happen. it. So it says, Tina crawled over and gathering blood from her cuts on her fingers, she placed it in my mouth. Master, 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 she whispered over and over. I was too groggy to do anything more than swallow. So it's like he is, she is absolving him from all actions Mm -hmm. it is just like i couldn't help myself i couldn't help myself this temptress is temptress like drugs and incense incense is the devil's work yeah well it was very like this could happen to you not like and it's it's like if you have any part in this you will not be able to stop exactly like yeah sure you're just like being like dragged in to this world of evil at just some random lady's house it seems like yeah but she also is a drug pusher right Remember, because then he's like, oh, yeah, she pushes drugs. Who knew that it ran this deep, that even this, like, f- fucking dumpy looking lady is, like, involved right. in the occult. And then he rats her out, and then he doesn't know what happens to her. What's insane. Isn't very dramatically satisfying. Is that no. the orgy happens, and then that list of things to overcome happens after that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I just had a sex, like, viol- a violent sex episode where I beat the shit out of my girlfriend and drank a bunch of drugs I yeah. didn't know. Then he's like, I need to overcome rebelliousness. Well, and also, like, in that, <laughs> that list, the problem. conspicuously absent from that list is beating the shit out of a person <laughs> I'm having sex with. Yeah. No, it's all just like, I need to make sure that I don't let Tina give me more drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tina. I mean, that's the, the ultimate lesson of the book. Stay away from Tina. Yeah. yeah. Put Tina just... in your life. Cut her out of there. Yeah, if you know a Tina, don't. Don't 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 know her. <laughs> don't know her. Stop stop that. Unless, knowing her. Unless Tina's the name of your bread bacon mom. <laughs> and then sign me up. Thumbs yeah. up. Get me but in don't there. call her Tina. No. She has a name. It's, it's mom. mom. It's probably it's mother. Probably it's mother. Yeah. You can shorten it mother. to mom if you have a good relationship. <laughs> if she ask her if she's cool with that. Right. Or if she wants to be a mother nickname. Are you like, okay with mama. me calling you mom? Yeah. Mom, are you are you comfortable with this? I know it's it's a little risque, yeah. but may I call you mom? And if she's a good mother, she won't let you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Did you get the bread things make me think of something? This is this is a little bit of a tangent, but I remember this insane joke that circulated in my elementary school. And it was one of those things that I don't know if it made it to other schools. And this was like a thing everyone knew about. But this was this was the joke is that this uh, this little boy was given money to go buy a bunch of bread for his parents. Like his, his mom, his mom and dad is like, Hey, here's some money. Go buy us a loaf of bread at the store. He went to the store, but he saw that there was candy. So he used the money on candy instead. This sounds familiar. He got home and his parents were like, where's the bread? And he was like, uh, one second. And he went into his bedroom and he cut off a part of his butt and, <laughs> and he gave them the part of his butt cheek and said, here's the bread. And his parents like ate it and were like, like, hey, this is pretty good bread. Like, oh, there's some jam on it, referring to the bloody yeah, part yeah. Of, his, of his butt. <laughs> and so this process kept completed. The next day, they gave him some more money to buy more of that great bread at the store. He bought more candy, cut off another part of his butt, gave it to his parents. Um, he kept doing this all week until by the end of the week, he didn't have a butt left. So he got back from the store, didn't have the bread. And he said, I'm sorry, I took all the money and I spent it on candy. And his his dad said, young man, you're getting a spanking. 
Like, Hilarious. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. Um, Where did you grow up? Uh, this, I'm from Lakewood, California. So SoCal. Hmm, SoCal yeah. also. Never heard, didn't, didn't make it over yeah. to Torrance. Okay. Made its way to San Diego. Wow, all right. Yeah. Okay, okay. so it's more of a su- mm-hmm. su- southern. I don't know if bit. I read it in a in a joke book <laughs> or whatnot. I just heard this on the playground. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I could I could imagine here. It sounds like, like something I would hear, but I don't remember. I that thought it, another thing I thought of years later was like that was an insane joke. The promise of that is <laughs> It's no, bananas. it is crazy. I mean, yeah. weirdly, the first thing that jumped out at me was if a, if you came home with bread, would your parents just grab it and eat it right there and right. then? <laughs> and you're just handing them loose bread? Yeah. Like, just not in a wrap or anything? Like a, a yeah. slice of bread? And that's yeah. the thing, too, right, where you'd be like, where did you get this? <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't it in a bag? Yeah, you, it's And he's a like, slice. maybe you should have fucking made some then, you horrible mom. <laughs> Yeah, why does it have the texture also of like a blood covered ass? Yeah, like, no. I'm what? noticing extensive like, bleeding, yeah. probably unrelated. Off the top of my head, this sort of looks like ass. <laughs> <laughs> Is this ass? No, it's bread. Okay. Oh, it already has it already has the topping on it. Yeah. Convenient. Right. I'm just gonna chow down and ask for more. These modern wonders. Mm, never heard that one. Well, but I'm glad that. I heard it yeah. today. Yeah. Now it, you can is what I should have followed that up with more quickly. Tell some, uh, tell some adult yeah. friends. See how yeah. they take it. You know what? <laughs> As just a good joke you've heard. Mm, next time I'm doing some kind of icebreaker game, I'm going to be like, guys, hold on. Let's put that away. I, I have a story. I have kind of a risque joke. <laughs> okay. Cover your ears. <laughs> well, where do we want to leave this with good old Jay and good old Beatrice? Uh, I mean. I mean, he's in hell, right? That's the ultimately he's. Burning in hell. I guess he suffering is burning for his crimes. in hell. I mean, him and Raul. Yeah, him. He, oh, yeah. Raul is probably. <laughs> we forgot about Raul. He's, Ra- he's with Raul. He's merged oh, with what's, Raul. What's Raul going to do now then? They've got, they probably, they probably have like sort of an odd couple hell roommate situation. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Raul wears very tight clothing. Mm-hmm. So he wears great jumpsuits. He wears a great <laughs> jumpsuit type things, which, okay, <laughs> fine. Raul just seems like a shitty college guy. Yeah. Like a, uh, Try to get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking real, dare you. I mean, he's a demon. He can be anything. A real absence of imagination to make him just sort of like a vaguely Latino man wearing a jumpsuit. <laughs> Here's the thing. That is Demetrius Sparks, skin. the scariest thing a person can be. <laughs> right. There's a minority in my house? <laughs> a vaguely, I, maybe, maybe minority? You didn't come in with my permission. <laughs> You're scaring my cat. <laughs> Hamlet! Hamlet! <laughs> R.I.P. Hamlet! Did Hamlet die? No, Hamlet just hissed Hamlet on a fence. Hamlet didn't die, Hamlet's Kelly. fine. Hamlet's the little kitten, fine. though, I was very upset by the kitten thing. Yeah, I don't like yeah, him any up. piece of fiction when, when an, an animal, animal gets dies. hurt. Ugh. Or dies. For I mean, some God. reason, I can't separate it from reality. Mm. Did you see that movie, that, that, that new, uh, new-ish movie, Idris Elba movie? They, uh, they said on Twitter, they yeah. were like, like, spoiled it for everyone we're like don't worry the dog lives in the movie yeah i was seeing that on the their like their preview they'd be like the dog lives yeah yeah i saw that and then people universally were like oh thanks for telling me now i can go see it yeah i was like i was amazed that so many people have such a hang-up over seeing that yeah well somebody has asked us not to cover a book we fully plan on covering because it's got a a sad part about a pet man well Sorry about it. It's yeah, gonna I apologize. I was like, sorry, it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to te- happen. Two teenagers like get brained in the prime of their life and like killed. 
but like some the somehow the most traumatic thing that happens here is this kitten getting sacrificed at a pagan wedding. I think I don't know why I'm like no the cat. Yeah, right. I was I was definitely the most upset about the kitten. I don't know why. I don't. It makes no sense mm-hmm. because I, I guess because it, it seems no more innocent maybe yeah. because it's like. I don't know. It doesn't even have the choice to even be there. Right. I guess because they bring it in. Yeah. I don't know. And it's a kitten. You know that thing can be adorable as hell. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, that zombie movie, The Girl with All the Gifts. Mm. Um, and at one point, she brings in a dog to distract all the zombies, so they chase the dog. Mm. I was like, I'm going to be thinking about that dog for the next 10 minutes of this movie now. Yeah, now you're distracted. It's like, sure, you ate that other soldier alive, but that dog. Do they yeah. get the dog? I'm sure know. they do. Oh, man. I'm sure they do. Uh, well, our Father, who, which art in hell, hallowed, hallowed be thy, thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in hell. So fucking stupid. Beautiful. <laughs> I did laugh out loud at that. I. It's she's so unimaginative. But <laughs> they would really like. They're that literally Satanist that right. they just pluck out the word God. Yeah. And, and Father and they just put in Satan and hell. That's so dumb. Yeah, write I, your own write your own book. Don't yeah. just find and replace the the Bible. Yeah, yeah that's true. I bad enough you found this journal and replaced it. Yeah, <laughs> I just honestly was. I think I'm a worse person having read this book. Like I sure. felt like I was angry the whole time. Like I literally kept being like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like I was like literally, uh, what is that called? Hitting your head with your head, face palming, face palming. I hope you guys heard that. Yeah. I was literally doing that like over and over again because I was just like, "Are you kidding me with this book?" No, you're getting good sound out of that coconut there. Wait, can I do yeah. that? I don't think mine's coming through as well. Yours is really no, resonant. yeah. Well, so I, I'm, I'm doing. I'm here's the thing. I the Asians are too. so advanced. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, a, like distracting the sound with a clapping sound. So okay. I'm using the heel. Oh, got it. To really. No, then it's just a to real really like silent clunk. Gong yeah. my coconut. Yeah, you're getting <laughs> the a real Asians are pop so out advanced. Of there. My what? Said so the Asians are so oh, advanced. We again. are. We are. I also have a strangely shaped skull. It's very flat right here. Hmm. People don't like to touch it. Okay. <laughs> I'm always asking. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone I meet, I'm like, hi, Kelly. Would you touch like, the flat spot on my head? No. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> oh, people don't like to touch that one spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I was really hoping he was going to mention bread, but he didn't. He's talking about gifts that he bought for everybody on Christmas Eve. I bought a neat digital watch for Kendall and a turquoise ring for Chad and a catcher's mitt. For mom, I bought her favorite perfume, which she always says is too expensive and make her feel makes her feel like she's being extravagant. I love making her feel extravagant and special. She is special. She's the most special mom in the whole world. And dad, nothing material in this life could ever represent it. In the slightest, his worth to me. But anyway, I bought him a fishing pole. <laughs> to end it on that. But anyway, I got him a fishing pole. He has a lot of like, and music too. Like yeah. a lot of like weird non sequitur <laughs> afterthoughts. I mean, I don't know. I think we barreled through all of my notes that I had. Yeah. I just fell upon a sentence that is just, hail the Christ child. Oh, yeah. That's when he's happy about Christmas. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's kind of like, because he's kind of written depressed, but he's also kind of written bipolar. He definitely jumps from, he seems to have yeah. manic phases and then just very, you know, just super, super And that is distraught true phases. to life. Sure. And um, there but was But certain... nothing else is. Yeah, I mean, and if we are to believe 
if we're to give credit to this book mm-hmm. and say that maybe he's supposed to be an unreliable unreliable narrator, there's like certainly like some type of hallucinations going on. But I don't know. This book was so it's such an obvious lie. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why it was so frustrating. And to it me. it does make me want to read the actual journal. Yeah. And it may it also do does I think Kelly was kind of touching on this. I think that it does make me lose a lot of respect for anyone who just sort of took this at face value and like bought it as like, oh, oh my god, sure. this is real. It's just yeah. like I have like the no like no empathy for someone who's for like some thirty year old dude in 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 Arkansas who reads this and is just like, oh my god, this is like the I don't know why I said thirty year old dude. The very specific, <laughs> specific. Some some you've got a bone to pick. Some father some father of three or something who's sort of reading this and is just like, oh, this is what my kids could fall into. Yeah. Like, I just sort of like, well, why are you better so not buy them stupid? that Parker Brothers Ouija board? Right, right. I was like curious about people that liked this book, or actually, what was I doing? I was just that's what it was. I was trying to find the book that the brother wrote, and so mm-hmm. I just yeah. googled like Jay's journal and something else, and I f- came across a five star review on Amazon of this book. That was just basically like, uh, I can't find it right now, but it was all caps and basically saying um, very good for parents to read uh, to make sure that their children do not seek out demons and live a Christ filled life. Sure. So I think there oh, is wow. a market for this book. Like there are people that are like, oh, for oh, sure. But thank goodness I read this book. Crazy yeah. to it's me. Maybe lightly fictionalized, but this is mostly true. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Some, I mean, she based it off of interviews with right. friends, though. Right. She says that. Yeah. Yeah. What a dud. Where this if? might be. This was the worst book I think we've read. It's ever. really bad. I mean, it's just a really terribly written. Yeah, book, it and is. It's very dull, and it's it's, it's a not exciting. And I, I, think... I was get I would get excited when a when a chapter was like a paragraph Me long. Me too. I was like, all right, I can just blaze through <laughs> this one. Yeah, I think also like, and this is the same as with uh, Go Ask Alice, where it's like because it was like so much like weird intensity, mm-hmm. like you're completely desensitized and withdrawn and not at all invested. Cause you're just like, okay, this is all just yeah, a bunch of fucking not, crazy shit. I'm right. not, yeah, I, I'm not pulling for this person whatsoever. Not at all. Um, And the, f- the fact that it is the exact same voice for Go Ask Alice and Jay's journal. Mm, right. People also should have seen that. They were like, how come Jay writes exactly like Alice? Yeah. With the fucking adjective city. Yeah. Um, did just you know a that gender swap? It's like yeah, yeah like Toad and Toadette, just mm-hmm. sort of the same character. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like if you took Jade's car, Toad, and you put a bow on it, it would <laughs> right. be Toadette. 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 Yeah. yeah. I was actually kind of sad because my car's name is Mr. Toad, and I was like, Oh no, I'm Jay. Oh, now you oh, can't boy. use it anymore. I know. Name it's it really embarrassing. Different. I'll name it Miss Mrs. Toadette. <laughs> yeah, name it Toadette. Duh. Um, yeah, I hated this book. Yeah. Yeah. Very bad. Very bad. Cool. Great. Well, great. Thank you so much for joining us, Nick. Oh, what a treat. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for reading this book and thanks yeah. for doing the show. I mean, it sucked, but it, it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> I was, it was like, it's very, it is, I, I don't know if I'd, I'd recommend anyone unless they're morbidly curious to read the whole thing, but there are definitely parts of this that I yeah. found very, very entertaining because it's, a it's slog, just so batshit. But yeah. There are highlights. Yeah. 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 Well, do you have anything you'd like to, you'd like to plug, Nick? Uh, you know, Doughboys podcast about chain restaurants right here on Feral Audio every Thursday. I host it with my good friend Mike Mitchell, and uh, check it out if you haven't. Yay, very, very cool. different subject matter than this show. A little bit, yeah. Little Except bit for the part brow. where Satanism. we talked about Red Lobster. Yeah, we did talk about Red yeah, Lobster and, and, and Jimmy John's a little bit. And yeah. all that and bread. Yeah. 
and all that bread. <laughs> Isn't that your guys' catchphrase? Yeah, we do say and all that bread. And all that bread. <laughs> and we do sometimes get into, you know, both of our sh- uh, shared Satanism. So we, oh, we spend a lot of time okay. talking about, you know, the O and oh. uh, all the associated events. And if, you know, also, too, we're like trying to recruit more people into yeah. our cult. That's yeah. part of it. So. Well, that's okay, how you so fight the It's kind of outreach, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so you've got two out of the three you need. Yeah. So we'll get one of the cool. engineers. <laughs> Both. Hey, guys. <laughs> Big smiles. <laughs> uh, awesome. What book are we doing next week? Mirror, mirror. Yay. Maybe. Are we? Going to pull up the sheets. Mm, yes. No? Yes. I think you're probably right. Mi- what's yes. Mirror, Mirror? It is a book about a girl who gets a mirror and then turns into a real murderous bitch. Nope. Whoa. We're doing <laughs> Sweet Valley High, Kidnapped <gasps> by the Cult. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We're going to, okay. with our resident Sweet Valley High expert, Ryan Mogi, the baker of the underbaked banana bread. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so tune in for that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And uh, keep it creepy, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. Find the show on Twitter and Instagram at TeenCreepsPod. Shoot us an email at TeenCreepsPod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And to share your teen and at work creep-related stories, you can leave us a message now at 747-333-6995. For our reading schedule, go to TeenCreepsPod.com. Thanks for listening, and keep it creepy.